Hey kid, don't ever let them get inside your head They'll tell you what to do in life instead Of everything you know that you could get Don't let them guide your life towards regret I'll fight for what I love with every breath My past is filled with things I won't forget I use them all to push me to my best So treat the worst of times just like a test If only I could go back in time I tell myself that everything will end up alright Just push yourself, test yourself, figure out what you like And find your limits, don't be rigid, always work towards a prime Surround yourself with open minds, people can change your life A few friends with intent can help you feel alive Find a passion, take some action, and with a little time Just be patient, make a statement, try to enjoy your life They'll try to kick you while you're down they wanna rise up while you drown They wanna fill your head with doubt They're silently scared that you'll figure it out I'll make it look like I'm losing Won't bother hiding my bruises And when they finally think you're wounded Then it's your chance to be ruthless Cause I don't deserve a thing And the road ahead is tough They'll try to kick you while you're down They wanna rise up while you drown They wanna fill your head with doubt They're silently scared that you'll figure it out I'll make it look like I'm losing Won't bother hiding my bruises And when they finally think you're wounded Then it's your chance to be ruthless Side of misery, there's a 
strife we share will take us there to relief and sovereignty. Oh, my God, we'll have our home again. My God, we'll have our home. By blood or sweat, we'll get there yet. My God, we'll have our home. In our own towns, we're foreigners now. Our names are spat and cursed. The headlines smack of another attack Not the last and not the worst Oh, my fathers, they look down on me I wonder what they feel To see their noble sons driven down Beneath a coward's heel Oh, my God, we'll have our home again My God, we'll They strain to see I struggle forth to find a friend To light the way for me Oh, brothers, can you hear my voice Or am I all alone? If there's no fire to guide my way Then I will start my own Oh, my God, will Damn right we will. Trumpet Today, Trump's digital cards sell out within a day. Featured stories are U.S. appeals court allows Title 42 immigration rules to expire as President Biden remains quiet on migration. Biden's migrants are displacing Americans from homeless shelters as well. Uh, that article and the go free lesson of the day saying yay while beating a jaywalker. Attacker yells, yay, 24, during anti-Semitic assault, police say. And student will be punished for anti-Semitic remarks made on Raleigh School's intercom. From the glossary, white erased history and the MP, why should the white race exist? Your comments, calls, and questions, and then there's this. A nun is speaking with Mother Superior. Mother, I use some terrible language this weekend, and I feel awful about it. When did you use this awful language? asked Mother Superior. I was at the golf course, and I hit this drive that looked like it was going to go 300 yards. But then it hit a telephone line and dropped at about 100 yards. Is that when you swore? queried Mother Superior. No. After the ball came to rest, a squirrel raced across the course and grabbed my ball and ran for the bushes. Oh, my. Did you swear then? responded Mother Superior. No, 
because just then a great eagle swooped down and grabbed the squirrel and the ball and flew up into the clouds. My Lord, did you swear then? said Mother Superior with an astonished look on her face. No, because even though it was a clear day, lightning struck the eagle and my ball came plummeting back to earth. Getting impatient, Mother Superior asked, Did you swear then? No, because my ball hit a large rock and flew over a water hazard and then bounced off a tree and then flew over a sand trap, landing right on the green where it finally came to rest six inches from the hole. Mother Superior gasped. You missed the f***ing putt, didn't you? Good evening, Sunday evening, Monday morning to all of you. We're going free, folks. It's 5 p.m. in the once great state of Virginia, outside of Mordor on the Potomac, 10 in London, 7 in Sydney, midnight in Moscow. It's great to see everybody. And you wouldn't believe squirrels are just getting into everything these days. They get into the golf course. They just ruin everything. But how about that poor nun? I bet she finally cussed when she missed that six-inch putt. How's everybody doing today? It's great to see you all. If you would like to financially gift over the course of this gathering. I would much appreciate it. You can do that, of course, over at Entropy. You can do that at Odyssey. I'll be checking both. And you can also do that at Cash App. The URLs for all are in the description below. So just break out your repelling gear, head down, and you will be able to find those locations. You may also financially gift with a cryptocurrency at Cash App. You can also do that over at knowwhygilt.org. Click on the financial gift tab. That'll show you the wallets we use. And I know it's plummeting in value. So if you would like to share it, then I will happily take it. It's great to see everybody. Baby dog of justice says, woohoo, looks like the great Kate is with us. And Promethean promulgation. Rory, hello to you, Montana kid, Mrs. Jess, Horse, Art Acrobat, Simon JJ. Wonderful to see everybody. If you have not already let folks know that we are together today at this very cozy gathering, please let them know. We First thing we're going to do uh, to get started is with some swashbuckling announcements. And that very first thing is we are going to break out some raucous emojis, some 07s, uh, some, uh, some pirate swashbuckling emoji if you would like as well for the one and only Arden White who is now pregnant with her fifth child her fifth child that's Arden White god bless you we're very excited for you she writes this with this uh with telling me revealing this she says quote i'm so proud to be a member of uh, i'm so glad to be a mother of soon to be five beautiful white children and uh, Going free is the most important part. Without the work you've done, I would be raising them within the anti-white narrative. I can't thank you enough. 
It was only because of becoming aware of the anti-white narrative and the true nature of the anti-family sentiment that I started to overcome a lifetime of baby shame conditioning in the first place. She also added this, a man I went to high school with and had a long conversation with at my door about white erasure of our town. I shared the NWG URL with him. He was recently elected mayor of our town. God bless you, sister. That is so magnificent. Congratulations on child number five. And thank you so much for the wonderful testimonial about how going free, the, the go free method has enabled you to go from a place where you've been baby shamed, certainly as a white woman, to not have children. And we're told that everywhere, white women and, and men are told, don't have children. Every magazine cover, when they talk about babies and humans being bad for the earth, it's always white people that are pictured. And so God bless you. Thank you so much for that testimonial, raising those children in love and hope and strength for Western kind, white well-being. And she also made this little video that I wanted to share. It's very short, but I'll share it with you all. And uh, let's enjoy. It, it ends like that. Wonderful little people, beautiful little white babies. God bless you, Arden White. Thank you so much. And another big salute uh, for that and uh, for that swashbuckling with the mayor and for having a big, beautiful white family that you are rearing, protected uh, with the go free method against anti-whiteism in the world around them, because it is the only way to protect, to inoculate our people, certainly our children against anti-whiteism. I also want to give a swashbuckling salute to uh, Raymond Foster and Logie Lunder. God bless these two gentlemen. I saw them on uh, Twitter having a battle with an absolute team of anti-white scum. And they were in a very respectable and respectful way mopping the floor with them. God bless the, those two champions. Another one that I would like to recognize his swashbuckling talents is the one and only Patrick of Southtown doing the same out there in the trenches on Twitter. And if you would like for me to uh, witness what you were doing on Twitter in your polite and respectable uh, conflicts with folks on Twitter, and also when you're bringing people over uh, with, uh, with the genius that you are born with and tapping into and the tools that we provide you with the concepts of go free, tag me. And if I have the time, I'll see the conversation you're having. I might chime in or I might just observe and we'll salute you here if I am able to see the conversation and then stick it in my notes. So God bless uh, both of those heroes. And then finally, and we're going to get to our first trumpet story here as we are wont to begin some of our gopher gatherings, is the mighty Caleb. And perhaps some of you have uh, seen the video that I shared. And uh, let's see, where is that video? Oh, here it is. We're going to share that really quickly. We're going to celebrate Caleb and his epic swashbuckling. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab, or if one of the mods could grab the URL 
for the short version of this. The it's not different in length of time, but it is a it is for shorts, YouTube shorts. So you'll be able to find it on my channel under the shorts. It'll be the most recent one. Share that URL in the live chat, please. The action item for today is to take that URL and share it across all of your platforms. It's hilarious. No relative or boss or anybody could be upset about it. Let's take a look at the video. Uh, Taylor in Newport News before we take a time out. Smooth. What's up, baby? Hey, man, I remember playing with you on Madden way back in the day. Best secondary in NFL history, man. Everybody back there. Sean Springs, man. I was, I was with all you guys. But, um... I just want to talk about no white guilt on YouTube, baby. We're stopping anti-whiteism. I love you, Smooth. I love you, brother. We're stopping anti-whiteism. <laughs> right. Listen, I... Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Like... Awesome! Epic Splash! That is swashbuckling, folks. Epic swashbuckling. God bless that champion. Totally cool as all hell. Swash, Caleb. Very swash. Yeah, they. it was... Imagine anything else being said to them. Imagine if somebody else decided to go in there and name something. They would be like, you're disgusting. Get out of here. Instead, these guys were speechless. Today. They can't speak out against uh, combating anti-whiteism. And how many folks ended up hearing that CNN heading on over the, to the website? That was really... Fantastic. That, of course, is Caleb of the GFC of Virginia. Very proud about that. Loving that swash. Let's get into this uh, first story here. Donald Trump NFT collection sells out. Prices surge. All right. It's going to be really brief what I'm going to say about this. Don't get into NFTs is my opinion. Uh, this is really whoever is whoever is advising Trump is maybe imbecile, uh, certainly imbecilic, because uh, this is, everybody is looking, I mean, increasingly, people see NFTs for what they are, which is a money laundering scam. They are essentially the equivalent of how people laundered money with garbage art. They were like, well, there was, look, look somebody made a sculpture out of turd. It's clearly half a million dollars. And uh, so this is how they laundered money. NFTs are garbage in my opinion, and uh, I mean, we'll see if, if something ever changes there. But uh, there'll certainly be folks who will end up making a little bit of money off it in the process of money changing hands as people launder money. But this is going to end up being regulated. This was just a novelty thing, and so people bought these things. It says, former U.S. President Donald Trump's non-fungible token NFT digital trading card collection sold out early Friday, the day after its initial release. You know, in my opinion, actual cards uh, would have been better than this stuff. According to data from OpenSea, at time of writing, the collection's trading volume is 900 ETH, or about 1.08 million. Its floor price is about 0.19 ETH, or about $230. More than double the original price of $99. That doesn't mean that you can make that kind of money uh, off of it. But nonetheless, there, there are idiots out there and you remember Barnum and Bailey, a sucker's born every minute. And so if you could buy NFTs, worthless stuff, 
for $99 in a, a piece and then sell them to some idiot out there for $250, $500. Well, then go ahead and fleece him. But uh, I think this is a bad idea for Trump. And I think that they should stay away. He needs to get good advisors. He needs to reach out to me. This is a dumb thing. But we're going to move into something that's really important here. And this is what's going on at the border, because in just a couple of days, the 21st, we're going to see Title 42 <clears throat> disappear. And according to Fox News and some other news sources, the information I found is atrocious. Uh, it's already atrocious what's happening there. I'll read to you some of the numbers we have here. Nearly 3 million border crossers, intruders, and I think it's safe to say that they're intruders uh, because they weren't invited. So if you're not invited, you're an intruder when you enter a space, whether it's a home, a country, or what have you. Uh, but nearly 3 million this year, 3 million 18 consecutive months of more than 150,000 illegal crossings a month. 18 consecutive months of more than 150,000 illegal crossings a month. You, that is, I don't know how, I'll just, I'll just have to ask you, because anti-whites on you know, YouTube, I, I, I can't just say what it obviously is. So I'll ask you, is that an invasion? Does that constitute an invasion? When you have these kinds of numbers of foreigners, border crossers coming into your country, what, what else do you call that? And, and they're, they're, they, of course, and we're going to be reading an article in just a moment, they, of course, are going to be uh, displacing people that are here because there are limited resources. So you're a citizen, you have a contract with the government that the government will provide you protection and then you cede certain uh, certain uh, things to the government, like maybe the, uh, uh, I, I guess, law and order, justice, so that you don't go out in like these vendetta feuds and, and murder everybody that has uh, you think have stolen from you or, or maybe did steal from you or whatever it might be. So you have this contract, the government's not holding up its end of the contract. And this has become so blatant, so widespread, so repulsive that it is, a, it is astonishing. And it is obviously a sign of our sickened and weakened state. The fact that we don't have an identity as white people, that this continues to happen, that a border can be absolutely erased, in my opinion. And that no, there's no collective defense. There's no collective defense because there isn't a collective identity. It doesn't matter that there is a collective source of the entry. It doesn't matter that there could be a collective financing of those who are coming up to the border. None of that creates a people. And if you don't have a people, you don't have group action. Up to 8,000 a day this December have been pouring acro across. You know, something else that's interesting I, I discovered, uh, I think it was on Fox News. So check all of this information out for yourselves. But that people coming from places like Cuba and there are a bunch of other countries, they 
we're not subject to Title 42. So they, they've already been pouring into the country. Title 42 hasn't been stopping them. So that was Fox and a couple of others. Check that out for yourself to make sure that is true. But wait, they just had 91 pounds of meth that was captured, I think they said yesterday. Uh, over the course of the past couple of months, dozens of known terrorists have been captured. How many known terrorists and unknown terrorists have waltzed across the border because anti-whites who call themselves Democrats want this to happen and anti-whites who call themselves Republicans are fine with it happening? They'll either, they're either not speaking up, they're not doing anything, or if they're doing something, they're using tools that they know we'll lose. Here's something that's really scary to think about. I heard this on, uh, this was on Fox as well. 90% of agents at the border will be removed on the 21st. They already have, let me read that to you again, 8,000 a day coming in in December. And on the 21st, according to Fox News, 90% of agents will be removed from the border on the 21st. This is why there are counties that are on the border that are declaring states of emergency. So let's get into this first story. U.S. Appeals Court allows Title 42 immigration rules to expire as President Biden remains quiet on migration fix. Title 42 is set to expire Wednesday, 21, unless a, another appeal is filed. Restrictions on asylum requests that have prevented hundreds of thousands of migrants, border crossers, intruders from entering the U.S. in recent years are set to expire next week following an appeals court ruling. And perhaps you all will, will know well, perhaps what you would have seen on my Twitter, that what the Biden administration is currently doing is from my reading of the news. So check it out for yourself. They're moving the paperwork all over to the Mexican side of the border so that instead of counting each person that comes across as a new border crosser, then filling out the paperwork and then letting them go into the interior of the country, flying them places. You know, why was it when Texas was busing them and flying them and Florida doing the same thing and Arizona that there was this, this big hubbub about it, that how, how dare they do this when that is what the federal government is doing every day. They are collecting them up. They're putting them on planes. They're putting them on trains. They're putting them on them buses. They're shipping them out. And then they're just dumping them in towns because there's there are no more beds. There's no more food. There are no more cages. There are no more anything. They're just gathering them up and they're saying wholesale, it's coming to your neighborhood. They're, they're moving the process of doing the paperwork over to the Mexican side so that these hordes, not these caravans, not these, I mean, that sounds like a wonderful little circus. You want the caravan to come to town. But boy, it's going to have the giraffe. It's going to have, you know, the, the elephants, and they're going to stand on each other's backs and everything. It's going to be fun. The kids are going to love it. That's not what's about to happen. 
What's about to happen to everybody's lives is that millions and millions, and by the way, they're also also capturing rapists and murderers. What about the rapists and murderers and terrorists that they capture and they don't know are rapists, murderers, and terrorists? They can't connect them because they just don't have the time. They're overwhelmed. And not just not like overwhelmed a little bit, like a person standing in the way of I don't I think of your biggest dam, the Hoover Dam or something has has burst, and there's somebody standing there. That's what this is like. Nothing being done. It is beyond unconscionable. It is beyond infuriating. The rapes that are going to happen of of Americans of our brothers and sisters, the murders, the jobs lost, healthcare lost, ability to pay for a home and automobile lost to the absolute hordes of Central South America, of Africa, of the Middle East, of China. They're finding them coming in from everywhere, climbing up out of the sewers. They actually have tunneled into the, the, the sewers. And I'm not just rainwater sewers, but sewage sewers and they're coming up out of the sewers into your community the dc circuit court of appeals so what happens is they do the paperwork in mexico then when they cross the border they're not counted as an intruder that is how the democrats which it, it democrats everything is sleight of hand Everything is doublespeak. Everything is a lie. Everything is smoke and mirrors. Everything is semantics. Everything is redefined. It's been that way for all of our lives. My life, your life, parents and grandparents' lives. That's all these bastards do. And so that's what they're getting ready to do. Well, look at the numbers have plummeted. Because now they're all legal. We've legalized them in Mexico. Folks, this is treason, a high crime treason. The people financing it, it's a high crime of treason. We looked at the law before of specifically financing years ago, me reporting on this, financing individuals to come into the country, financing, enabling. We've got people, private citizens financing it, organizations financing it. And the government enabling it, the government paying for it, in all of these cases, defined as treason, black and white, read it for yourself. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Read it for yourself. And depending upon the level at which it occurs, the penalty is execution. And nothing is happening. Why is nothing happening? Because people aren't doom documenting enough? Because there isn't enough video of this happening? I mean, is lines of of 10,000 people, is that not enough documentation? Is there not enough uh, uh, doom investigation about who's doing it? There's more than enough doom documenting, more than enough doom dissecting, more than enough, I mean, for God's sake, we've been hearing this doom dissection. Well, let me tell you who's about it. Let me just tell you the group. Shut the up. You goddamn retards. Our whole world 
is being destroyed in the West. All of it is being destroyed in the West. And people want to continue doing things that have failed since your great-grandpappy been doing it. Been enough doom documenting. Been enough doom dissecting. Been enough doom divining. The reason why this doesn't, there isn't a reaction to this is because Western kind doesn't have a people. That's why. If my voice sounds a little jacked up, it's because I've been sick all week, God damn it. I'm still sick. And I'm sick and tired of putting up with this shit. You watch this stuff. We have a remedy. We have a remedy for this. Let's get it to good, patriotic, nationalistic people in this country and the rest of the West. Let's get it to all of those folks because those are the people we're going to need. Those are the people who need us. Let's make that happen and let's make it happen right now. Make it a personal mission for yourself. D.C. Court of Appeals ruled Friday not to keep the Trumpier policy that restricts the number of asylum seekers the U.S. would allow uh, under the COVID-19 pandemic collective, collectively known as Title 42. The rule will expire Wednesday unless a further appeal is filed. And, and unless somebody can tell me, I don't think another appeal has been filed. Former President Trump amended Title 42, which derives its name from Title 42 of the 44 law covering public health to combat the spread of coronavirus when the pandemic was surging across the globe. Of course, we had here in the United States, as as is across all of our countries in the West, across all of them, we had these onerous restrictions put on us. Masks, shots, vaccine or you lose your job, vaccine or you're thrown out of the military, vaccine or you're not getting the promotion, vaccine or you're just thrown out and you and, and all everything you've worked for is gone over your retirement gone and they did that to people and while they were doing that border wide open border wide open to anybody from central south america and those swamps and those jungles they house a lot of nasty shit of all type border wide open come on in you can't go to the doctor and get the antibiotics you need. But everybody coming in at the border, <clears throat> I don't feel so good, senor. Oh, here is some antibiotics. But they got that syringe for you at your doctor office, don't they? You can't get Tylenol on the shelves because you got a headache, you're sick, you don't feel well, your baby doesn't feel well. You can't get these baby medications, I walk through the grocery store, baby medication, baby food missing from the shelves. Oh, but it's getting handed out at the borders. Whether it's Europe, U.S., Canada, wherever it is, it's getting handed out. But there's no reaction. There is no collective response. There is more than enough bad in the world. There is more than enough horror going on to us. Don't you get it? I know so many of the folks, this is this is the advanced placement class, and you get it. You understand. You understand that the reason why we can't respond is because we don't see ourselves individually as a people. And now it's very convenient. It's very convenient that as we are making headroads across the white sympathetic sphere, 
that instead of focusing on us, instead of fo folks are starting to take an interest in us, instead of that, all of a sudden, hyper-focus on another group of people. You know, folks will look back, and whether it's true or not, people will look back as we're, we're if, it, if it ever gets this bad, we're hiding out somewhere here, little group here, little group there being hunted by anti-whites. And they'll say, I bet you that was a government operation to get us focused once again on something that cannot unite us as a people. Since March 2020, there have been nearly 3 million instances of migrants. Uh, this, is, this is denied right to seek asylum in the U.S. Uh, and international law. The expiration of Title 42 will restore the pre-pandemic asylum-seeking process. Wow. It's going to be Camp of the Saints. It's already Camp of the Saints. The White House told Fox News Digital Friday evening the expiration of the Trump era policy does not mean that the border will be unsecure. Of course it does. It's unsecure today in the in my opinion and in the opinion of border agents who are who are coming out and going public, retired border agents who can now speak. Uh, I guess I guess they hope for now that their pensions won't be taken away from them. But, you know, that eventually will happen. Right. It's, it's not secure. It's insecure now. They're flooding across now. And we're, this is, we're only talking about the ones who are not entering legally, which legally the door is wide open. I mean, do you remember Trump saying, I want a big, beautiful door that I want to slam the door in their faces? We will continue to enforce our immigration law and work to expand legal pathways for migration while discouraging disorderly and unsafe migration, Hassan added. Fuck off. Abdullah Hassan, the assistant pre uh, secretary, Abdullah, assistant press secretary. Boy, ain't that America? We have a robust. I wonder why the border is wide open. Could it be because we have anti-whites like Abdullah Hassan? In charge. So now you have Republicans. Of course, all feckless, gelded Republicans and Democrats coming. So uh, uh, increasing number of Democrats coming together, even radical anti-white mayor Democrats are like, this is insane. Even Newsom, Gavin Newsom, who could not be more anti-white. He could not want more of a society where the white race, uh, our guts and blood, are, are, are the grease the ground upon which his vehicle glides. He could not want that more. And even he's like, all right, uh, this is going to destroy everything. Not changing. He just wants you to pay for it. He just wants you and me to pay for it. How many more bailouts for California under anti-white rule? He's like, well, we're going to continue being a sanctuary state, but we can't pay for it. You're all going to have to pay for it. <clears throat> the Biden administration has already said it expects the already high daily migrant influx will grow. No shit. <laughs> 
No shit. If the asylum restrictions are lifted, and these Republican states argue that migrant housing migrants, intruders, border crossers, we didn't invite them, so that makes them intruders. And cities, most notably El Paso, Texas, are overflowing. Oh, it's totally overflowing. Let's get to the Biden's migrants are displacing Americans from homeless shelters. If you thought the the number of homeless and, and psychotic people wandering the streets uh, was already alarming, oh, it's going to get a lot better. It's going to get a lot better in the sense that it's it's going to be in everybody's face in everybody's face. There used to always be in D.C. You used to always be able to see homeless people. Uh, and uh, I have taken homeless people before when they've said, oh, I need this or I need that. Uh, and I've been actually walking. I've said, all right, I will buy you this thing. You're not going to get my money to go buy liquor or drugs or whatever. It's going to be harder for you to go resell this. So I've done that for people. But these these folks were rare back in the day. Now, there are tenting cities in D.C. There are whole like there are whole like uh, these these flying bridges in parts of D.C. North Virginia, where it's like they have moved in in the shadow of the bridges. They're everywhere, multiplying places that you never saw homeless people now everywhere. And it just keeps growing because of, obviously, the magnificent economy that the anti-whites have created. For one thing, you have a surfeit of labor and the borders open. And I mean, I'm talking about legal, not just illegal. If you have if you don't have enough jobs <clears throat> for the people in your country, then you shouldn't be bringing people in at all. Zero. Well, we need better trained people. Then you should have trained the ones you got. Remember when? I mean, that's that's the biggest admission of, of guilt on the part of the anti-whites when it comes to education. That they abandoned reading, writing, arithmetic, the things that are, are valuable for individuals. Certainly white erased our history. They've abandoned all of that. And now the population is stupid. What was it? Uh, Kate read the other day about uh, something like 20% of Americans can't read. They have it's some some level of have difficulty reading a fifth. And then you say, oh, well, we got to go get them from these other countries. Tens of thousands of economic migrants invited by President Joe Biden invited by all anti-whites, are displacing Americans from homeless shelters just before Christmas, according to the Wall Street Journal. I guess that'll be the, you know, the, the next wholesome Hallmark movie. It'll be, it may, it'll be like some maybe multi-racial, it'll be some white woman with a non-white man, and she'll have some, some goober of a white guy friend to demonstrate how pathetic white males are. And uh, then they will go down to you know, El Paso or one of these places, and they'll maybe fill up a van full of a bunch of these wonderful border crossers, astronauts, agents, brain surgeons, 
uh, and uh, heart surgeons. They'll fill it up. They'll bring it back to their little town uh, with cute name, Middle USA. And then they'll go into the homeless shelter and they'll evict like these uh, maybe war veterans that are still alive that are homeless or whatever, whatever else. People who have lost their job down a, like deserving poor, not the undeserving poor. I have very little sympathy for them, but the deserving poor, they'll just evict them out and they'll make a video in the movie. It'll be like frigid. It'll like zero and they'll die just soon as they're out. So they can take this population from Central South America who are you know usually not very comfortable in the cold and they'll move them right in to the homeless shelter. The newspaper reported on December 15 from El Paso, Texas, uh, where the many job-seeking intruders, whose job? Your job. Your job. Remember when all those uh, white people who are white-collar workers, remember all of the decades, remember all of the decades that they were like, eh, who cares? Who cares that they're coming in and they're replacing all the white blue collar workers? Remember? Remember that? I do. I remember arguing. I remember getting really pissed off about that and then realizing that the reason they don't care is because we don't have a people. So it's very easy to divide us, to, to sectarianize us, to chop us up into little economic classes, to chop us up into little religious sects, to top us up into little region, regional sects, to chop us up into different divisions of anti-white morality or lack thereof. It's very easy to just kind of come through and chop it all up into pieces. Very easy to do that. Uh, chop us up into pieces when it's like, it's the group of patriots. Oh, really? Well, are there any division in the group of patriots? Oh, only about 10,000 of them. Then they just chop that up into little pieces and then we are totally disempowered. And then here I come, I'm, along with others, of course, that made these sort of arguments, come here saying, we need to be a people so they can't chop us up. So they can't do that. And then all day long, and we're going to be getting into this in the uh, go-free lesson of the day. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be looking into that we're going to be looking into that when we come back uh, shortly after a very short break. But we got all these people coming in wanting you to focus on someone else, on another group of people. Very convenient timing. The newspaper reported on December 15 from El Paso, Texas, where the many job seeking migrants are being replaced by Alejandro Mayorkas. It sounds like a fucking sounds like a featherweight boxer, doesn't it? Alejandro with like a face tattoo. Alejandro, you know, in this corner, fresh from prison, known as the rapist of Tijuana, Alejandro Mayorkas. He like runs out there with like some South American flag wrapped around him or Central American flag. <clears throat> As a result of his easy migration policies, the numbers are so high that many migrants cannot find seats in departing buses and aircraft. Do you know that Mexico has actually been paying for buses and aircraft to bring these intruders up to the United States. This was reported 
on Fox and I think on MSNBC. Check it out for yourself. Mexico, the country. Isn't that an act of war? Isn't that an act of war? If we were to take, and I know these people coming in are all the most wonderful people in the world. And we know that there are going to be bad people in there, mixed in there as well. Having said that, if we were to take a giant chunk of our population and maybe say, sprinkle through that giant chunk, all of our prison population, and then just go dump it, all those folks in another country, that country would consider that an act of war. Nothing being done about it. And why? There's a theme here. There's a theme, if you haven't noticed. Why is nothing being done? Because we don't have a people. John Martin, deputy director at El Paso's Opportunity Center for the Homeless, said the Opportunity Center's five shelters traditionally focus on the city's local homeless population. But since August, have routinely housed migrants released in the city. On Wednesday, the group's Welcome Center housed about 129 people, nearly all of whom were intruders. Our, quote, our ideal capacity is 85, Mr. Martins said of the Welcome Center, the nearby men's shelter, housing nearly 200 men Wednesday, about 60% of whom are intruders in a space meant to comfortably house 100 to 120 people, he said. Meanwhile, with shelters full, some intruders have spent the night sleeping outside as overnight temperatures have been at or below freezing this week. Intruders, who's going to be blamed for them dying and suffering and gangrene? Who's going to be blamed? Is it going to be the anti-whites that have enabled this to happen? No. It's going to be the whole white race is going to be blamed for their suffering. Yeah, but Jason, they came here on their own. I mean, so anti-whites aren't going to care about that. They're going to find another way to white guilt you. And then you know what they'll say? They're freezing outside because you didn't allow them to come into your home. They're in your community now. They're sleeping outside your grocery store now. They're going to be begging for food as you come out of that grocery store now. Like, legit, folks, no joke. Migrants crowded outside the bus station Wednesday wrapped themselves in blankets provided by the Red Cross and other charities. You have to always ask yourself, where would that money, material, charity of time, human capital, where could or would that be going? And therefore, where won't it be going because it's being used up on the hordes pouring into the United States? How many disasters are they not going to be there for American citizens, many of whom are going to be founding stock Americans? They're not going to be there for them. They're going to say two months from now, two weeks from now, six months from now, oh, I'm sorry, we just don't have the resources. It's a shame, but we don't have the resources. And very few, they're going to say, oh, we just don't have the resources. Very few people are going to say, we don't have the resources because they were burnt up on nearly 3 million 
intruders over the past year. Intruder just meaning that they weren't invited. I know they're wonderful. Many of the migrants are single men who are eager to take low-wage job, low jobs. Let me jump in there again really quickly as we're about uh, six and a half or so minutes outside, uh, seven and a half minutes outside of the top of the hour here. Always you hear Republicans and patriots and conservative people across the white sympathetic sphere talking about the votes. These are Democrat votes. And yeah, they are. You know, probably based on the polling and what you see from the Hispanic community, generally speaking, you're looking at a vast majority being a Democrat vote rather than a Republican vote. There's more to it as we talk about here, because you have a very different bio spirit in these people in their numbers that they will project since they will have numerical courage that they will project onto our environment so that it looks like their environment, which is uncomfortable to us and also quite deadly for us, in my opinion. There's that. But if you remember years ago, I pointed out something that most everybody else were not pointing out, that these are not votes as much as they are soldiers. Because in the American military and in the militaries in Europe, you can join as a foreigner. And that's how you get your citizenship. Now, what do you think an El Salvadorian or a Guatemalan or Peruvian or a who e opted to illegally cross? Again, we're not talking about like the nice guy that lives across the street who's a doctor or who owns a company or who's just a hard worker at, at uh, the, the, the uh, labor job he works at. We're talking about somebody who opted to break the laws of numerous countries to get into the United States illegally, unfairly, wrongly, who then gets into the military. What do you think the odds are that he's going to be able to be vicious as all hell to you? That he's not going to say, well, wait a second, uh, it's totally illegal to use me against the population. The white population of soldiers has already done that. They did that to the bonus marchers after World War I. White, in, in a 90% white country, they did that. Why did they do that, Chase? Is it because they, they didn't say a name enough? They didn't name a group of people enough? No. It was because we don't have a people. That's how that was able to happen. That's what we have to remedy. So if the white soldiers are already inclined to obey those kind of orders, what do you think the Guatemalan who broke the laws of several countries to get into this one will be willing to do to you? And of course, here to take low wage jobs. And what does this do? What does this do? to the cost of housing. So they, they're going to take the jobs away from working class blue collar folks because they're going to be willing to do the jobs for infinitely less because that's infinitely more than where they came from. And 
they're also getting the benefit of all of your tax dollars in that they get to use the schools, the roads, the health system, the traffic lights, the parks, the clean air, the law and order. They get to have access to all of that. That's a boon on top, on top and on top of the pay that they're going to get, which is far less than an American would work for, but far more than they came from, far more than they would have gotten where they came from. As they pour in, there's going to be what? A paucity of housing. They're not going to find places to live. And so as they need places to live, trust that the Democrats and the Republicans who compete more and more for the Hispanic vote are going to have no problem taking your white ass and chucking it right under the bus to make sure they get housing with your tax dollars. Who are eager to take low-wage jobs, share crowded apartments, and uh, compliantly accept abuse from employers. They migrate because U.S. jobs, many of which are paid in tax-free cash, pay far more money than they could earn at home and allow them to quickly pay smuggling debts and send money back to their families, the remittances, which, of course, is what Mexico survives on. I would turn that shit off right away. I would say, okay, anarchy for Mexico, and then maybe invasion. And we'll take care of it from here on forward. But it's not just for the money. It's all of those other things that you get to live in. You know, just go to one of these countries. And I'm not talking about like the resort. And I'm not even talking to the off the beaten path that some white people like to do when they go to these. I, I wanted to get like right down into how they really live. Those are still tourist areas, dumb dumb. Because when you go to the real areas, how they really live, no one ever sees you again. Ever. Or if you make it away from there, you come away with horrible diseases and terrible nightmares and stories. Yeah. Not everyone, but so many that we all know people that it's happened to. Personally. The El Paso migrants are being sent to other cities by government-backed network of migration transport groups. The TexasStandard.org reported on December 17. Ruben Garcia, the executive director of Annunciation House, a network of temporary shelters in El Paso for migrants and refugees, told Texas Standard that his group sent a bus of refugees to a faith community in Kansas City on Monday and that he had spoken with some of the people who had crossed. I mean, what are you all going to wait for? Seriously, what are you going to wait for? Quote, I asked them, what, what were the numbers like? And you know, I heard words like indescribable. The lines longer than you could even see. Close quote. Garcia said, quote, so we're just seeing many, many refugees that are crossing the border at this particular time. And of course, it's creating a tremendous challenge. So you know what they're doing. If you're reading between the lines, there's no processing. It's like, you got to fill this out real quick and we're going to stamp it 
and go. Well, where do we go? Well, there's a NGO bus there. There's a government plane here. Uh, or you could just walk. You could just take off into the country, wherever. But do come back, even though we don't have a way to reach you. Even though we have no idea of knowing where you are, do come back so we can revisit you coming into the country this way. Won't you? Do come back, won't you? Meanwhile, also being reported uh, by uh, the uh, border guards that American citizens are participating, like run-of-the-mill American citizens, and I'd be willing to bet that they're all, every one of these are hardcore anti-whites, are participating in human smuggling. Bec and how are they doing it? How are they getting involved? How are like just this run-of-the-mill anti-white in America getting involved in human smuggling? Social media, they tell us. Really? Well, what do you mean? Well, the drug lords and the human smuggling lords, rapists, murderers, the, the worst of, of human beings, more beheadings, I think we have all heard, in Central South America than in the Middle East. These people are posting advertisements, big money to American citizens who will help them smuggling right out there on social media. And somehow the anti-whites who can track your conservative ass right down because you say anything that gets in the way of anti-whiteism, one jot, you believe in free speech maybe. You care about that. You care about the right to self-defense, maybe. Oh, they can find you then. FBI might even show up at your house, knock on the front door. Oh, are, are you a are you the mother or father of uh, uh, little Jenny here that goes to the local school? We heard you complained. We saw online that you complained that little Jenny is being taught how to be sodomized. And that you're you're unhappy with that. We want to know exactly uh, where this uh, wh where your thinking goes, and we're going to open up an FBI file on you. They're able to do that. Oh yeah, we know that you've never even had a speeding ticket. We re we did all the background search. We've had somebody sitting outside your house for months now, videotaping everything you're doing. We know you've never had a speeding ticket. We know you bring your trash can out every day on trash day, bring it in every day after they take it away. We know you mow your lawn and keep your house painted and looking pretty. We know you've always paid your taxes. In fact, you've paid more than we require of you on several occasions. But we heard you complained that little Janie didn't, that she was getting taught how to so get sodomized and you were not so happy with that. Said so on your Facebook. So we've opened up this little file on you. So they can find that, but they can't find the drug lords and human smuggling lords, these demons who are out in social media, according to the reportage. I'm not there. I'm not looking at it. It's being said on, a, on establishment media. Go look it up for yourself if you don't think it's the case. Go look it up. Don't take my word for it. Go look it up who are out there saying, hey, you want to help us smuggle some human beings? We'll pay you some big dollars. We'll pay you big money right on the spot for that. Just a little you know, direct message here, a little direct message there. Little symbolism on the account. They can't find that. It's like 
They can find the conservative. They can find the patriotic person, but they can't find the pedophiles. They can find the person complaining about teaching your little boy to be a little girl at school. But they can't find the drug lord offering thousands of dollars a head to smuggle human beings in the United States. It's amazing how that works. Let me take a quick look at what you all are saying. Great to see everybody here today. And then we're going to have a short break. And we will be right back after that. The great four null is here. Elaine Sabatino, Art Acrobats, Dr. Frost, Montana Kid, Red Radar. Tag me as No White Guild if you would like me to see your comment or question. Uh, Diva said uh, someone donated to Sam Hyde. Yes, that was tall Kevin. That's a real thing. And we sal we have saluted and celebrated him many times for that mega donation to get NoWhyGuilt.org up there for folks to see. Promethean Promulgation. So what happened to you now? You were in a neighborhood? You were, what, were forced out by anti-whites? Tag me with... What happened? All right. Great to see Franklin, Private Live. Lunder is with us. Dorothy is here. The great brand Danger, Biospirit of the West. Wonderful to see you all. Brad C is with us. Great to see you, brother. Cool, Papa J Magic. This is the first time I've seen a notification for Jason's stream in a while. Unfortunately, I'm busy with kids and we'll have to listen back. Much love, my friends. Hi, Jason. Well, hello to you, brother. Have a good time and catch up with us later. Kingdom of Vinland is here. Great to see you. No, my girl book helped me understand the anti-white programming mentally on me, writes Private Life. If I go to a peaceful white part of the country after the hell of multiracialism, I would be too unfamiliar. Yeah, it would be unfamiliar, wouldn't it? Private Life goes on to say, I know by proof that no white guilt techniques are real by hard life experience. Thank you for that. Archangel says several stories in my white area have been using several stores 
have been using border crossers for their night crews. Oh, my God. They slither in, he writes, at night after the stores have closed. Very creepy. Yeah, and so what happened to all of the white people who work there who are now laid off because they have to be paid twice as much? Corey is here. Hyperborean Dream is with us. Great to see you. Caleb says, good to see you, brother. Good to see you. Conspiracy is here. Finland says, I think the U.S. should militarily intervene in Mexico to take out the cartels and end this since Mexico clearly is either incapable or unwilling. Yeah, I think so, too. If I were in charge of the U.S., it would be hardcore airstrikes. And we would just use dumb bombs, so it would be inexpensive. We would just blow the shit out of their, everywhere that they're making drugs and growing and everything. We would just blow it into nothing. John says, I like your Christmas background. Good show so far. I pop in once uh, and a while and watch. This is probably like the fifth show I have seen. Good stuff. Well, great to have you here, brother. If you have any, com any other comments or questions, let me know. I'll speak to it. Promedium promulgation back anti-white, non-whites followed me around and made threats to cap, cap me, that's to shoot, to cap me. Jokes on them, I was prevented from making money for the anti-white, non-white boss and still got paid. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's dangerous. I mean, yeah, that that's happening. That's happening all over. Once they, once a group of people get a new, once they achieve numerical courage, and you can learn about that in the Go Free workbook, once they get numerical majority, they begin projecting their biosphere, their instinct onto the environment. Even before they get there, very violent members of other communities will just begin declaring that area, that a certain part of an area is off limits to white people. And that's because of anti-whiteism. And so, I mean, you think you can, the folks out there who think that they can unite with these, all these groups and then <clears throat> unite with all these other groups and then face off against jaywalkers. Could you imagine this stupidity there? So many, so many years of stupidity. And they do that. There are no-go zones. And of course, well, check it out for yourself. In my opinion, and from my reading of the news, there are no-go zones everywhere. And from my living outside of Washington, D.C., there are no-go zones. When the sun goes down, you don't go there if you're white. My experience. Taru says that uh, he's a mixed race and that nobody should feel guilty about anything. Damn right. No white guilt. Elaine Sabatino says she's crafting with no white guilt. That's fantastic. 
All right, we're going to take a very brief, very brief break here. And uh, then we will come back and we're going to talk about the go free lesson of the day. I want your questions. I want your comments because this, this is about empowering you so that we can change the world and we don't just complain about what's happening. hearts aglow. We're all thankful for another year on the go. The days are getting short and the nights are cold. I want to celebrate with all of my phone. So go and put up that mistletoe. Cause we need more West babies, ladies, you should know. Gonna throw some red up on that green tree. So glad that I have my family with me. It's time for us to come to Cause no matter what faith you are We gotta keep our traditions forever So this Christmas We'll gather around the Yule Law And this Christmas We'll make a plate for those passed on And this Christmas We'll apply ancestral rule Cause this Out with the old and in with the new What should I give up this year? What will I be adding to the new? A resolution to help us grow Working toward our destiny to be at home So make a lot of noise and show you care Wanna see how much love we can fill in the air Have some food, have some drinks, most of all have some fun Cut the cake, find the bean, who is the lucky one? It's time for us to come together Cause no matter what faith you are We gotta keep our traditions forever So this Christmas We'll gather around the law And this Christmas We'll make a plate for those passed on And this Christmas We'll apply ancestral rule
There is no excellence where there is equality. For every diversity higher, there is a diversity fire. It is not the similarities that make us the same, it's the differences that make us different. The truth is hate to those who hate the truth. Atonement cannot be made for a grievance never committed. Hollywood isn't history. In a world of collectivism, individualism is suicide. There is no Western civilization without Western kind. Beautiful, the Christmas song by R.C. And then you had uh, For Null there with that new video. That's really nice. Uh, and uh, music, the pictures, and his calm delivery, both fantastic. Let me make sure we're on the right mic. Everything is still working okay. What a great Christmas song that was by R.C. Wasn't that cool? Jerome is here. Great to see you, good brother. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about singing any Christmas songs, <laughs> me singing any Christmas songs today. <clears throat> I am sick. But uh, we're pushing through. I don't know. I'm feeling the Christmas spirit after the Christmas song. That was good, wasn't it? Kingdom of Inland says, sometimes I imagine myself bombing cartels with an F-35. Maybe be overkill, but evil can be... Evil can be never dead enough. That's true. Uh, to be sure, napalm uh, or white phosphorus are probably best for it. Yeah, I think that would... Uh, maybe some white phosphorus. We'll just melt them, down, melt them on down and see how many more want to get involved. <laughs> how many more want to get involved? Just a little. We're trying to we're trying to return these farms and warehouses to the jungle. That's all we want to do for the wildlife can come in there after everything has been melted on down and Machiavellius is here. Great to see you, Billy the kid. So that would be a great that would be a great Christmas story, wouldn't it? How America ended the drug cartels in Mexico and if you know all Central South America too. Who's gonna say no to us? Who's gonna say, oh no, you can't do that here? Oh no, we will. We will. Double zero double two. It's practically, in my opinion, it's erased right now. They they're not stopping people. White calling is here, Matt is here. Oh, Machiavellius says he's been promoting No White Guilt on TikTok. Awesome. Epic of you, my friend. Epic. Azumuth Clark is here. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas Just like the ones I used to know Where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear the sleigh bells in the snow. I don't know if it's working. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas 
With every Christmas card I write, may your days be merry and bright, and may all your Christmases be white. That's all I can muster while I'm sick, my friends. That's all. Maybe, I don't know. I don't think any more is coming out. My throat feels like, I guess I got a cold. And uh, my throat feels like it's a cross between uh, dry and shredded. So if you can imagine that, you've had it. You know what I'm talking about. So in my opinion, the border is erased right now. And uh, Klomp is here. Great to see you. And it's only going to get worse on the 21st because they are reporting that Fox News and MSNBC, 90% of agents will be removed from the border on the 21st. I think they actually said 92, maybe percent, but it's already what all they're doing is they're processing people to come in. There are no. Remember, they used to do this big joke about, have you vetted them? Did you vet them? Rem remember the, the anti-white Democrats? They used to say, oh, we vetted all of the hordes coming from the Middle East. Every one of them. Really, there's no record keeping in those countries. It doesn't matter. We have a psychic here that works for us. Everyone has been vetted. They don't even bother with that anymore. It's like no, no excuse, no pretense. It's just like, oh, they're coming. There's no problem there. There's no problem there. We're just, we got to talk about the serious problems, like all of that white supremacy going on in America. There's no problem there. We got border agents filling out little cards that say, please return at your convenience to speak with a judge. And there you go. Country's yours. What do you think, by the way, what do you think when, and, uh, let me read some of the numbers again. Where are the numbers? Nearly 3 million this year, million. And the numbers are probably higher than that. 18 consecutive months of 150,000 plus illegal crossings every month. 150,000. And in December, this December, 8,000 a day. Absolutely. So Title 42 hits. There won't even be people there to hand out the useless paperwork. Title 42 gone. There won't even be folks there to say, please stand in a line while we give you this free pack. So let me ask you some. Really think about this. And then you see why I get so mad. There are going to be, there, there are, and it's, it's getting infinitely worse. Hordes and hordes and hordes of people, not caravans, no juggling, no juggling monkeys. No, hordes of people, most of whom are going to be good folks, but there's nowhere for them. They don't deserve America. They don't deserve what we worked for. They don't deserve what we deserve to inherit. They don't have a right to our inheritance. They don't have a right to the country. 
What's going to happen when they've got no place to go, no food, no shelter, no clothing? We have, we have in the communities all around where I live now, you have these like makeshift businesses that pop up totally illegal to set up like a makeshift business in parking lots. So like even like where they will live, there'll be a bunch of folks living in a single townhouse, more people than are allowed in the townhouse. And they base this probably everywhere across the U.S. on bathrooms. How many people per bathroom in the house? More people. And then they get like two parking spaces. They'll use a car for one space and then the other space, a business, a business. And increasingly, they are not being shut down. That's that's like third world shit. Shipping it, they're selling like food, they're sh- selling trinkets, and who knows, in these kinds of unregulated environments, what else is, is being shipped and traded there? I mean, we did point out that, what was it, yesterday, 91 pounds of methamphetamine that were captured, that was captured? So I see, like, along, like, the roadway where you could imagine, I mean, just 10 years ago. But certainly go back to when the country was 90%. You would not be able to just say, I think I'll set up a business here. I think I'm going to set up a bunch of pup tents here. And uh, then we'll, we'll stand guard over it and everything over the course of the night. And uh, we'll just we'll just have a business here. We'll start selling things like it's a third world bazaar. Because And it's like neighborhoods where they pay for those common areas to be kept clean and tidy. And so it's your property. And they're like, man, we're just going to set a business up here. And then there's no place for the patrons to park. And what kind of patrons show up at places where nothing's regulated? Think about these things, folks. What kind of patrons show up where nothing's regulated? And there's nowhere to park. It's like double, triple decker parking where no parking is allowed. In front of fire hydrants, I've seen fire hydrants with rows of cars. But what can they do? And why can't they do something? Because we suffer under an anti-white morality. That's why, with the go-free method, we institute a new morality, our own story, with very simple-to-use concepts that thousands and thousands of people have given testimonials to the success of. It's very easy. It's very easy to do. You need a new morality. Human beings are animated by the thoughts that possess them. We can possess with thoughts our brothers and sisters at every level of society. We cannot march in and take shit over. And, and you can't possess a people with hatred of another group. You cannot do that. I mean, hasn't all the generations before you failing at it been enough evidence for you? Dum-dums. You know, it was reminding me, I have to just mention it. We're going to get into this story about a prediction of mine. 
that was right again. You know what Kate said the other day, and it was it was so just lucid and accurate, is that so many of these folks who are so jealous of us, one of the things that they hate most of all is that we are able to predict perfectly. We get so much right here, and they hate that. They hate that they make predictions that never come true. They hate that they can't understand, they can't retrodict, they can't understand the past without this, this real cumbersome machinery of explanation that in the end doesn't make sense. So I predicted right at the start what we're now seeing, exactly as I said. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. Let me take a look at what y'all, let me take a look at these financial gifts. And uh, I see Western Inoculator is with us on Entropy. Going to get, I know that uh, Western Inoculator has a couple messages. Send me a couple messages. I saw them. You're on my radar. I'm going to read those messages, not over, you, you know, the show. Uh, those were private messages, but I'm going to read them. And thank you very much, brother. And uh, let's take a look at Cash App. How are you all doing? Are you having fun? Do you want to recapture our destiny? Do you like that we that's what we're doing? We have one financial gift over here on Cash App from Western Kind United financially gifting $1. Thank you, good brother. says uh, asks me to share my plan for re-racination of western kind well it, people probably don't know racinate is from deracinate that's where it's more commonly used deracinated uprooted that's i just i was actually kind of psychically answering maybe i should go to work for the democrats because of my psychic powers i could just vet them all mm, they're clean they're good bring them all in And then if any of them do anything bad, we'll just blame it on the white race later. Uh, so, yeah, that's essentially what I was just doing. Uh, we have to create a people out of this deracinated race so that we can act collectively. Then you'll see collective action at the levels at which this idea of love, hope, and redemption empowers and reaches, suffuses those different areas. You'll then see it come to fruition rather than just be a complainer all the time. Hello to everybody over there at DLive and everybody over there on Odyssey. Looks like there are some library tokens on Odyssey. And uh, let's see what they say, shall we? Five uh, library tokens. Does anybody know Library tokens are they are they still currency? Do they do they still have any value? Uh, but five tokens, thank you very much. From uh, who do, is it? Who to thunk it or what to thunk it? Says uh, they're displacing our people from rehabilitation centers, which ah yes, uh, which homeless shelters double as addresses to, oh, to federal employment. How about that? Thank you very much for that. That's very interesting. So they can use 
the homeless shelters, the these intruders to the United States, uninvited, that makes them an intruder. They could be wonderful people. They can use the homeless shelter address for employers. And, and I would imagine that means any company that's contracting with the federal government, which increasingly, that's all that's left. That's how you know the country's dying. One of the, one of the main ways. So you also have like substance abuse uh, rehabilitation centers that would be serving Americans that are not going to serve us, that are not going to be able to, we weren't there for your son, Tommy. I'm sorry we couldn't help him. Yeah, I know he overdosed on uh, meth the other day. We would have been able to help him. But, you know, in his place, we have 17 intruders. And so we're dealing with their addictions right now, which include pedophilia. So don't you want us to make sure that they're safe for society? Uh, yeah, but what about my son's dead now? There aren't, in, that's one of the things that a lot of white women, they have to just, you know, it's, it's part of the problem with women being in charge and, and, the, and so much being gynocentric is that women want to coddle. That's instinctual for them. They have like this, most women, not all women, they have this idea, or let me rephrase. There isn't an idea. There isn't an actual thought. It's all emoting. Oh, cold blankets, hungry food. You know, it's all of the instinct that responds to an infant. Whatever she has, baby cries, food, baby's hurt, medical treatment, baby. And so this then projected on a national scale is ruination for the country because they will emote us into absolute depravity and homelessness. We don't have infinite resources. So this is where a man, and it's, I mean, how many men are there today out of the males? I mean, let's get serious, right? I mean, you gotta, it's like all the men that are left in America are here in this community. And then the few out there that we still have to, they still have to learn about who we are. Where a man would say, no, we have this much of medical help, this much of blankets, this much that goes out to an expectation of need based on pre previous uh, usage. And so, no, we can't bring the world in and wrap them all in a blanket and give them a, a pacifier and some cheesecake. We just can't do that. But then the woman gets upset and since she's in charge, it's just like these guys, they're not they're not men. They're boys. And I get it. The, the, the woman is in charge legally and socially. So if she is acting in a way that's deleterious for you, your family, any of our countries in the West, kick that bitch to the curb. That's all you can do is say, we're done. We're done. I am not suffering you anymore, and I'm not going to suffer our civilization, especially if you all have kids, because look at the kind of world you're going to leave to them. There ain't nobody coming up across that border going to be supplying blankets for your little uh, Swedish daughter 
And I just saw this. Was it Sweden? Saw the story. Another little girl raped to death, brain damaged by another intruder into the country, brought in there, given everything that they could possibly give this person from Africa or whatever it was, going around raping the white girls. Obviously, not everyone will do that. But these people are not going to be supplying a pacifier and cheesecake and a blanket and a, and a little teddy bear. These, these emotions that women have that are not thought, that are meant for babies, cannot be allowed to be used on adults, cannot be, used, cannot be allowed to be inflicted on a country because it is to our detriment. This idea of this like noblesse oblige bullshit the United States can afford. Well, you cannot afford. It's a mentality. In one case, you have health, and in another, you have disease. And how many times, how many times have you guys out there, I know I found it, you're talking to a woman and guys who are, are essentially women, and you're like, okay, well, when we give all that there and then we don't have any for here, then what? And they're all like, oh, I don't know what to do. I know. I know you don't. So shut up. But you see why I get so passionate. People get, they, they, they get all bent out of shape. They're like, well, that guy yells. That guy gets angry. That guy tears up. That guy... What, what a cuck he is for, for uh, tearing up and getting emotional. I just, don't, I just don't think there's a space. For, I don't think there's room for that. And then I like to point out always, then they're like, hey, listen to my favorite painter. Fucking losers. If you don't get passionate about what's happening to us in Western civilization, you are misfit. If you don't like hearing and seeing passion, you are a misfit. You are a genetic misfit. For another five uh, library tokens, Uta Thunkett says, thank you for making it obvious that white people don't have a effing country anymore. No, border, no borders means that the natives become stateless. All the resources for our basic survival shot. Five more library tokens. Thank you as well. Impunity of criminality turns lawful behavior into a practice of humiliation. Slots. So is that slots or are you quoting slots? Are you slots? That's our great slots either way. Yeah, precisely. If that's our great slots, hello to you, good brother. And we have over here on Entropy, the great Yiz the Unifier, which will be on her show Discordant Dragons tomorrow. Mondays are for the dragons. And Discordant Dragons will come on at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you're over there. We will share the URL over the course of the gathering tonight. I will be there in the audience. And uh, it's a great show. She'll tell you all about it. And I'll probably put a crawler up on the screen at some point. That'll do the same. I don't know if Fornell will be doing uh, his Dragon Synth Adventures. But if he does, that'll be at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She writes, 
with five U.S. dollars, the great swashbuckling champion she is. And let's get some more, like, Caleb and Clips style swashbuckling going on. We need to have fun. We need to, the, the, the contest is real. It's menacing. We're, we're losing horribly. Uh, but we have to enjoy our resistance. We have to make it happen. We have to be larger than life. And so let's let's have more of that wherever we can. And Yiz is one of our best. She says, weekly folk tithe to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. Be Promethean to your family this year. Absolutely. Plant seeds you can cultivate instead of burning bridges. Be the hero your loved ones need. Kip and little white heart emoji. God bless you, sister. Thank you so much for that. 100% endorse what she just said. You're going to have a lot of conversations. I'm going to be back over the course of uh, this week, uh, and uh, we'll talk We'll talk more. We're going to have a lot of conversations. If you have a family member that you need to speak to about uh, things going on in the world, make sure you reach out and let us know what your questions are. How should you handle that person, whatever it might be? We will, we will help you with that. Western Inoculator, Financially Gifts. 15 US dollars. God bless you, brother. We thank you for that. I recently lost my job, so my financial gifts will be smaller for the time being. Man, please hold on to your dollars. I've got to really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, get, get, your, get your job, get your footing so that uh, you, you're in a good place and there's not a chance of, uh, of, of falling down from whatever bracket you're in. $15. God bless you, Western Inoculator. He says, I'm not worried about it, though, because I'm going free and have Christ on my side. God bless you, brother. He says, I have faith that things will work out for me. Never despair, fellow Westman. Let's get some raucous emojis for that. Some 07s and raucous emojis for that. Western Inoculator lost his job, financially gifts, and then says he's not worried because he has go free and Christ on his side. That is splendid, brother. God bless you. He says, uh, with another $10 here, got to get out those 07s. $25 went beyond the $20 minimum for a celebration of raucous emojis, 07s, and uh, maybe let's get some swashbuckling symbolism in the live chat. Western Inoculator, one of the most important things that I've learned is when I moved to D.C. a long time ago, I only stayed for one year. The most important lesson I took from it was how all of the non-white groups treated each other as family, regardless of who they were or what they've done in their lives. Yeah, man. I, thank you for saying that. I mean, I growing up here in Northern Virginia, I talked about it uh, in my book, Crucible. In fact, I think I have, yeah, I got Crucible up in the back. This was a very... It was predominantly white, Northern Virginia, but rapidly transforming and continues to rapidly transform with people from all around the globe. A lot of those people are great folks. I was friends with a lot of those kids growing up, ate dinner at their house, slept over at their house, ate dinner at mine, slept over at mine. I heard their people's stories. I saw how they considered the members of their, their people 
as and their well-being as essential to their personal well-being. So they they treated each other that way. Like, I need you to be good, so I'm good. White people are not doing that. Those groups are able to see not only group and therefore individual threats, but also group and individual opportunities. That's how they end up working together. Somebody should take that down. That's how they end up working together so well, in both directions. When it's for their betterment and improvement, whether it's economically or power otherwise, that's how they work together to achieve that. And then how they collectively defend themselves when there is a threat, like you see with the jaywalkers, that regular collective defense of uh, powerful jaywalkers, something that is essential to an environment. Well, you could just say any environment, really. I mean, unless you're going to build thousand mile high walls around your country, you're going to be interacting with the world. And so you need an identity that works like this. So God bless you. Western inoculator. What a champ. Distant agnostic, $10 financial gift. Thank you so much for that. Good brother. He says, if we uh, understand mass immigration as a consequence of a state's desire to maximize its earnings potential. So I guess you would say the United States desire to maximize. How can reform take place without a new politics and economics? Because this is not, let me speak to this. Let me take a, a step before politics and economics. Because you don't have a political or an economic question before you. I might get, I might get a little crude for a moment. I, but it, maybe it's got to be crude to really make it an imprint in everybody's minds. Political economic questions of the description or definition that I think most of us would, would think here, most of us would conclude here, are premature questions because we can't collectively act for either a sociopolitical outcome or an economic outcome since we don't have a people. So this is a question of putting these, these issues in front of us for answer at a premature time. And this is like, I'm, I'm gonna make this, I'm gonna make this stick, pun intended. This is like coming in your pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, this, it, it, it is an, a massive, and I'm not saying distant agnostic is doing this, by the way. It just, had, it, as far as we can see here, just asking a question about politics and economics and the question of whether or not it's, it's a earning potential issue. But this seems to be so, it's ubiquitous for mankind. This prematurely addressing questions and then and we see that so often with folks who, you know, recently during this divorce, they want to come and they want to attack. And all of these questions, these considerations, like this whole thing about name them is one of these 
examples of coming in your own pants. And I hope that makes it stick. I hope you all get it. I hope that is very sticky and you never forget. Because if you want to, if you're a guy and you want to get with this knockout, right? Say I want to get with a knockout. I have to go through a series of steps to get to the point that she's naked on the fender of the car, howling at the moon, all right? Am I making this visual strong enough for folks? What I do at the finish of that, what I want to do with it, is a consideration for then. Not a consideration when I just get to talking to her, you know, and I walk up and I, I deliver, you know, whatever line it is, and she decides to swoon. And then I catch her and off we go. Right. If I start wondering, if I start with the question of where do I want to deliver that? Uh, it's I'm done and I never get to that point. And so like these considerations about uh, the power of of some jaywalkers or what kind of political structure or what kind of economic structure. These are things that are premature. You can't actually do anything about, but they serve beautifully to divide us and to chop us up into a bunch of little pieces. Look at what's happened with this name them anti-strategy and people suffering yades. So the question, though, your question, dissident agnostic, speaks also to whether or not it is a political boon to bring in a essentially an entire new population, a, a economic boon. And that's just a lie. That's just something that anti-whites argue. It's a it's a pretext. That's just something they argue to get you to submit. To, to misdirect you so you don't know what they actually are up to. They are able to profit from anti-whiteism. And that's what this is. It is the infliction of harm on Western kind. When you change the environment, when you take, I mean, just imagine a suburban neighborhood. It's got a, a hundred people for round number and everything is totally white topia, right? Everything is pristine. Then just moving in people who are not going to live that way, who behave very differently. And there's no met, there's no cosmic uh, measurement here to say that one's better than the other. It's just different. Just moving in a bunch of wonderful people that are going to live differently, that are going to behave differently, that are going to have different expectations, that are going to have different norms, instinctual norms. That disrupts that pristine white topia. So you can see when you really look through the eyes of an anti-white, why they do the things they do. And then they say, how can I profit from it? And then they say, what argument can I make to white people to get them to submit to this? So the arguments are all out there about economics and conservatives can go on ad hominem uh, until your ears bleed about 
how this undermines the economy, economy, local economy, national economy, etc. Uh, but all of those conversations are actually quite useless because while you're busy arguing with the anti-white about his pretext, he's busy bringing in more and more hordes of mostly wonderful people who will lower wages with their numbers, who will drive up the cost of living with their with their numbers, who will who will ir irrevocably change the environment in which you live. So you're never actually getting to the crux of the way they're victimizing you. So it's a great question. Thank you so much for asking it. Dissident agnostic with a great financial gift of $10 as well. Let me take a look at this story. And we, we have two interesting stories to, to get to. Close this and that. Attacker yells, yay, 24, during anti-Semitic assault, police say. And there's something, there. this is, there are two big things here that you have to learn today that are areas that I have been 100% right again and again. The first is, of course, what you're seeing. What I told you from the beginning with this hyper focus on another race of people, another group, another people of mankind, we could say of the jaywalkers. And, and despite the claims of those who are disingenuous, that I just see patterns because they're, they're just interior decorators, the, the lot of them flying around on their, their, their like little broken wrists or something. They're, they're just noticing patterns in your interior. Uh, these, the, the, notice, the noticing of these patterns is for objectionable observation, Negat negative uh, observation of things that are negative, put it that way. None of these people would be fine with the population learning about this, what they want to teach them, which, of course, everybody with power and money already knows. None of them would be fine if the population said, OK, so. So what? So what if they have tons of power or they're members of this community that have tons of power? So what that they collectively defend themselves? None of these people saying that would be fine. So they're lying when they say otherwise. So when you center another group of mankind for negative emotion and for negative consequences, people will go out and harm them. And they're not going to harm the trillionaires or the billionaires. They're going to harm the, the member of that group that makes 30000 a year that they can get at. They're going to harm those that their hands uh, and uh, God, please know, bullets can reach and baseball bats can reach. They're going to harm those people. Number one, you don't know if those people are anti-white. They don't deserve, even if they are anti-white, they shouldn't be physically attacked and, and uh, beaten and or killed physically or anything like this. Don't break the law. Number two, you don't know even if they're anti-white. Uh, number three, and I guess these people, a lot of these people don't care. We could actually go on and on with that. 
when they get harmed, our brothers and sisters out there look back at you and they say, what a piece of shit you are. Because that guy right there, that member of that community is just some person walking along the street. And I could be attacked the same way, they would say to themselves, just walking down the street by somebody who wants to put some collective blame on me, which our brothers and sisters don't want. And that's why they happily take up the go-free method. So they immediately, what you immediately accomplish is turning the millions and millions of our brothers and sisters against you when you do this. I know, but outcomes be damned, right? Outcomes be damned because these people have uh, decided to be villains and many of them are not just playing anymore. They are. New York Police Department is investigating an alleged attack in Central Park, which I believe, if, if Kate can, can tell me, is on video, the attack by a surveillance camera. The, uh, there's a second thing that I want to point out in a minute, another prediction of mine. So here's my prediction that this would begin happening. Here it is, right on schedule. There were people also, if you notice, that were saying nothing will happen to them. No attacks are going to happen. In Central Park this week, in which a man in his mid-40s assaulted a 63-year-old man and spewed anti-Semitic comments before yelling out, Yay 24, a reference to rapper Yay's recent anti-Semitic rhetoric. The older man was walking in Central Park about 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday. What's this going to do to us? What's this going? How will this bounce back at us in censorship? in hatred, in justifications, in the minds of rabid anti-whites to victimize us in bars, in movie theaters, in parks, wherever it might be. This is what the white race does. Did you see what they did to that poor 63-year-old uh, man? Did you see what ended up happening because of their rhetoric? They will justify more attacks, rapes, maimings, because of this, anti-whites are going to victimize us. You don't need to give them more reasons. And then you have white people who are going to look the other way, who are not anti-white. When it comes to us being victimized, are we fired because we're white? Are we not hired? Are we not taken into enrolled in schools, matriculated because we're white? Well, you know what they do to these other groups of mankind? I mean, it makes sense. That's what they're going to say to themselves. They're going to look the other way. Oh, the police aren't really going to investigate the young white man getting bludgeoned by two non-white anti-whites? Well, I guess they, the white race, kind of have it coming. They're going around saying a bunch of really disgusting things. Remember, there's another thing that is more important and, and at the root of what infuriates me in the white sympathetic sphere. The reason why we are where we are today, nowhere near as powerful as we could be. The older man was walking in Central Park, 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday, when the other man, which, by the way, they say is, has a light complexion. They don't say a white man. 
So if he was white, 99% of the time they would say a white man. And 99% of the time when they say light complexion, they mean a non-white person with lighter colored skin. But who knows? Allegedly hit him from behind, according to police. The older man fell to the ground, broke his hand, and chipped a tooth, authorities say. The attacker uttered numerous anti-Semitic comments toward the man, according to police, before the attacker fled on a bicycle. Now, I'm not going to, I don't give a shit what the anti-white organization ADL has to say about it. I couldn't care less. So I'm not going to read anything that they have to say. It says here, the attacker at the end uh, was last seen around Washington Square Park. New York PD's hate crime task force tweeted, the NYPD described him as a man with a light complexion who was last seen wearing a brown jacket, multicolored hat, and beige pants. Police are asking for the public's assistance in locating him, who remained at large early on Saturday. So before we get into the final story here on the Gopher lesson of the day, I'm going to point out that Kate tweeted about this story. And she said in her tweet something along the line of, this is what happens when you, instead of focusing on your own people with love, you focus on another people with hatred. So what happened to Kate? Kate is a beautiful woman. You can see that in the picture. She's a clearly intelligent person. You can see that by her tweets. She's an ordinary or normal white person who, in their millions, we need to come to a white sympathetic position, specifically a white positive one. I have said for many years, complained about the fact that this lowbrow, low educated scum, who I termed the name them community. Every time a new person shows up and makes any kind of comment, a, a complaint about what's happening, and her, her account is full of white positive things, full of it. It's full of white, clear concern for white people. One glance, you'll see this lady compare, cares about white people. She makes a comment about something that is clearly and objectionably immoral. This targeting of somebody, this innocent person on the basis of the way they were born, physically assaulted. She represents millions and hundreds and hundreds of millions of ordinary white people who have attempted over the decades of my service and over the decades of the people who were of our parents' generation and grandparents and great grandparents' generation. Hundreds of millions of white people who've attempted to look elsewhere with concern for our people. And they have come up against the hordes that she had to block and ban and delete who responded to her tweet. Every normal, could you imagine? Imagine for a minute 
imagine if we had five, 500, 5,000 good-looking, normal, educated, considerate, kind folks, women, show up and say, wow, I'm really afraid of what's happening to America or Canada or the UK. I'm worried about the future. What's the alternative? Where do I go since I'm worried about the future? And they begin asking this on social media. And in the past, it was by these like monthly newspapers and even weekly and, and these sorts of things. They begin asking these questions. And then all of a sudden, the sewers puke up the most despicable refuse. And they show up with these vile comments. And they say, oh, don't you know, this is an evil race of demons that you're having sympathy for. Let me tell you about how demonic this group of people are from time immemorial. You have to hate them if you're going to care about white people. You have to harm them if you're going to care about white people. And then in the same comments that this scum was showing up on her thread that she had to ban one after the other after the other, they would say things, well, we're not responsible. After saying how this is a, a race of born demons and that every, everything that's evil in the world originates with them, then this slime has the goal to say, we're not responsible for a crazy person attacking that individual out in public. We're not responsible. That was just an insane person. That didn't even happen, I bet. That, did, that was all fabricated. That's what they have the gall to say. So we have had, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm looking you in the face. We would have control of our countries this day. It would have long been figured out. It had long been done. All the rapes that have happened as a result of it not being figured out are laid at the feet of these garbage human beings. All the murders, all the maimings, all the destruction and all the white erasure. Because no good people can come without being run off. We have to fight tooth and nail to keep good people to stick around. Ban everyone of this shit. Ban everyone that shows up. Don't tolerate any of them. They want to focus. They want to make somebody else the center of their world. And they want to focus all the hatred and all the, all the claims about how these are demons. And they're behind everything that's horrible in the world. Folks, it wouldn't even matter. And, and, and this is what you all don't get. So many out there. It wouldn't even matter if there was a group of people that were actually born as full-grown adults. And they could immediately go out into the world and immediately begin inflicting harm on everybody else. It wouldn't even matter if every one of them was 100% absolutely what these people claim from birth and active in society. When you center another group of people, you cannot make a people. When you center another group of people for harm, you cannot grow in love 
and develop the mentality that will stand in the trenches against any maelstrom that's brought against it. The fact that I'm so right about this is what you've seen for decades when it comes to my advocacy. That these people now, they've gotten to the point, folks, I shit you not, where they have created the most fantastical stories because they can't debate what I articulate. They can't defeat. They can't prove wrong what I articulate and what I've been articulating in thousands and thousands of speeches, writings, and videos, and the rest. They make up out of whole cloth like pure fantasists. Jason and the GoFree community actually stands for this. Totally different thing. Jason and, and the GoFree community, they actually stand for iguanas being in charge of us. Can you believe how dumb Jason is? He wants to have iguanas be white advocates. And then they break out charts. This is the research about how iguanas, they're not for the kind of tyranny that we need. In fact, iguanas, according to this other study, seem to not even be able to recognize human speech. How dumb is Jason? That's how far they have to go. So we just showed again. She posts this. It's a totally moral position to take. The kind of thing that ordinary white folk in their millions are see themselves as taking that position. And what happens? Now, if, if she wasn't who she is, if she wasn't going free, she would have been run off. Because that's scary, especially scary for women to have a bunch of guys show up and, and begin making the sorts of accusations and, and talking about the wild stories about pure demonism for a whole group of mankind. And so I'm going to ask you now, you can think about it. Student will be punished for anti-Semitic remarks made on Raleigh schools intercom. So what happened there? Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, the, the Wake County school system has identified the student who hacked into in low high school's intercom system on Thursday to broadcast anti-Semitic remarks such as Heil and then a painter's name. The ear is at the door. Gee, I wonder who could have been, who would have just been saying these sorts of things. I wonder where this high schooler got this from. In an email message Thursday to families, Inlow High School principal Jackie Jordan said someone hacked into their intercom system. By the way, this is a magnet school. And unless I'm wrong, uh, that is for like gifted and talented students. Uh, hacked into an intercom system to reportedly make anti-Semitic remarks and to threaten the president. She promised parents that they would take the necessary revenge. Take the necessary measures so that this does not happen again. They are going to begin, folks, instituting at that school more anti-white obedience training for white children. Because this kid, this child, was influenced, has caught yades. 
and ended up being influenced enough to hack into the, the intercom system and make these despicable statements of hatred for a group of mankind that is going to result in all of the white children at that school and maybe all of the white children in that county in school being subjected to increased anti-white obedience training. They're already learning to hate themselves. They're already learning how they're born with this seed of evil inside of them that they have to make amends for. Think about all the little white girls that think that the best way they can make amends is by spreading their legs and hopping onto their backs. For every anti-white out there, they already are infected with these beliefs. And now, thanks to Ye and Nick Fuentes and others, they're going to be have even more of it inflicted on them. Yes, Ye, Nick Fuentes are responsible for their words. The attack on the old guy walking down the street, Ye and Nick Fuentes are responsible for their words. I don't, I'm not going to be holding them responsible for the attack on that individual in the park, because I know he has a community who loves him. He has a community that's going to go to bat for him, who in fact, members of which have shit tons of power, some of them. I'm going to go to bat for all those white people out there that are going to be harmed as a consequence of an unnecessary blowback, especially for all those white kids who are now going to suffer the unnecessary blowback as a consequence of this kid hacking into the intercom and doing what he did. Now I'm going to ask you, in an alternative universe, where instead of us having all of these good potential uh, recruits, angels, conversions, coming over to the go-free practice. Instead of that happening, by, the, by way of all of these vile Cretans who show up immediately and say, your love for the white race has to be instantiated as hatred for this other group. Your ending of the victimization of whites can only achieve, be achieved by victimizing another group. And in a universe where that doesn't exist, and the millions of our brothers and sisters pour on into the go-free practice. What might that white boy be saying? I'm imagining it's a boy. Did they say it was a boy? I'm imagining it's a boy. If that boy, instead of being influenced by Nick Fuentes and Kanye West, had come across us and had come across the go-free method, what might he shout into that intercom? And how might that help all of those white children in that school? How might that reach white teachers like I reached white teachers and admin? And I didn't even have the lexicon. And I still was able to reach people. What kind of things might he be shouting into the intercom? Stop anti-whiteism. No more white guilt. 
Let's put an end to white erasure. I'm sick and tired of how anti-white my teachers are. Why do we need to victimize white people to be moral? The kind of things that I would have shouted, the kinds of things that my peers said to me in junior high school. Why are we always the bad guys? Except now, empowered. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine what kind of outcome that would be? Instead of this, hatred for jaywalkers? Nothing good is going to come about from this kid shouting that garbage. Everything good was possible the other direction. If that kid had gotten on the mic, and if he had been crying and said, I'm sick of this, I don't want to be victimized anymore. I hate that I'm the bad guy in this anti-white narrative because I'm white. I hate that I have to victimize the white race to show, to prove that I'm good in this society. Why does this have to keep happening? Why do we have to be taught that everything in the past that it was ever baneful or harmful or deprived another group was the cause of my people and that I am somehow imprinted with that evil seed? How would the teachers and staff have to respond? How would those classes look? And how would those arguments land on those children and on those that teaching staff that weren't wholesale gone on anti-whiteism? Could you see principals trying to make an argument about why white kids need to be victimized? Could you imagine white kids hearing that from their principal? From the admin? From the counselors? They would have the moral high ground, which is what I knew I always had. And which is why I could fight back intellectually and with my fists when they came to physically fight me. I knew because I had the moral high ground. I didn't back down because I knew I had the moral high ground. I'm not the only one that would live that way. It's a matter of what story, story you're in. I had the constitution and the goal to live in my story, in our people's story, even then. And we're trying to spread this out of goodwill, out of love to our brothers and sisters, not to inflict injury on another group of human beings immediately invalidating every one of our arguments. But to arrest the victimization of our people. Imagine. Imagine what that boy could have said over that intercom had he been going free and how much good it would have done. Imagine if kids at that school had once this boy started and realized, my God, this is not a legitimate message over the intercom. And they immediately started recording with their phones and posting that to the internet. How many more high schoolers, college students would be inspired to with indefatigable love stand up against anti-whiteism? It's impossible to know because he didn't do that.
what we know is that no other high schoolers, no college students, no employees are going to stand up with indefatigable love when they are inspired upon hearing these anti-Jaywalker arguments to feel malevolence for another group of mankind. Imagine that. And then you can take the arguments from all of that swine out there and shove it up their asses. I am getting sick and tired of having to live by their rules. I am, I am not backing down. I had people in this, I, I had a, a couple people in this community say, I should have just complied. I should have just acquiesced to the name them crowd. Up that. This is about love or it's about nothing at all. This is about ending anti-whiteism and the victimization of the white race or it's about nothing at all. You want to be an orbiter in some other group as one of their villains? Then get the fuck out. Happily. Get the out. If you can't look at the, the dichotomy between what happens when the gifted and talented kid hijacks the intercom and says a bunch of anti-Jaywalker comments and gets on the intercom hijacking it, demanding an end to the victimization of white people, if you can't see the difference, you're too stupid to even participate. You're too ignoble. You're too much of a wretched piece of shit. And all the hatred that came in on Kate's account because of that post is all the evidence once again. I said to Kate, you get to see not only firsthand how they did me, you get to see firsthand how they do you. How they do every good person showing up. By the way, if y'all have a, uh, y'all don't remember, you don't know uh, who she is. She has a verified genius off the charts IQ. How many other beautiful geniuses, high earning, successful, come from a successful family with connections, attended successful institutions and made more connections? How many of those people were turned away like that? Could you imagine the first the first barrage of those kinds of comments. No, this white sympathetic sphere has once again fallen flat on its face as a bunch of losers. Flat on its face. Full submission to this Yades syndrome. This is why in fact, I gotta come. I'm, I gotta read. A, I gotta read a comment. I gotta read a comment right now. It's actually four. It was actually four later because it came in the mail. It came in the mail, but it's from. I'm gonna read it right now because it's so pertinent. And then I'm gonna see what you all are saying. This is from the ever faithful Randy. I'm about to start maybe calling, uh, getting the mail. I, I don't know, Randy. I'll just call it Randy. I go to the mail. The guy's ever faithful. I go to the mail and I find I find this in the mail. I find this in the mail. 
Look at how beautiful this is. This came from Randy. Let's get out raucous emojis, some 07s, because Randy, financially gifted 50, let's put it into anti-whiteism dollars. 50, five zero, let's put an end to anti-whiteism dollars. It says here on the inside of the card, Jason, wishing you a holiday season filled with joy and a new year of much happiness, Randy. God bless you, brother. That's beautiful, by the way. But this is what Randy wrote. It's so pertinent. It's just coming to mind right now. It's so pertinent because I'm so sick and tired of this. Do not tolerate these people one iota. There's no meeting halfway. You can only be in one story. You are either in our story or in the anti-white narrative. You are either the hero who is living a life of heroism in our story, or you are a nothing as a villain and antag, the antagonistic in the anti-white narrative. That's all there is. There's not, well, I got kind of one foot there and one foot here. No, you are in one story. The moment you begin orbiting another race of hu human beings, or, or people of mankind, the moment you begin doing that, you're not in our story. You're in their story, and they decide what you are. Let's listen to what Randy wrote here. Randy's been, Randy's been in the white sympathetic sphere, all right? He's not, a, he's not a spring chicken in the white sympathetic sphere. Let's hear what Randy has to say. I'm certain you are very busy, so I'll make this as brief as I can. I'm absolutely shocked by the attacks you have been experiencing, and apparently it's mostly by our people. I heard you say somebody even doxed you. I am extremely disappointed as to you no longer co-hosting Patriotic Alternative. I had no idea about the level of attacks in the chats as I refused to ever read them, knowing that we will be full of endless hair splitting and bickering over minutia. When I first started watching your channel, I had never encountered this positive approach where all the positions represent the moral high ground and where you focused on us and no other group, where the language of anti-whites was completely avoided and a lexicon existed to think outside the anti-white framework. This was and is absolutely unique and your podcast were easily the most passionate and longest being up to eight hours long and i miss those streams he says parenthetically something i've never seen with any other podcaster initially there were issues you raised that stepped on my toes like support shaming and focusing on other groups of people i focused on non-whites uh, on white violence, but your arguments were simply bulletproof and convinced me of the errors in my thinking. Also, I want to thank you for introducing the White People's Press. I have placed multiple orders with them and can't believe how high of quality their publications are. Simply the best I've seen in the white positive sphere. I have heard you say many times how frustrating it is when you not only have to deal with all pervasive anti-whiteism, but you have to deal with unrelenting attacks from our own people. 
who can't stop using the failed strategies and fixating on WW2. And I guess I had no idea just how bad it was until you started detailing recent attacks on yourself. Listen to this part. Jason, it has taken most of my life to come to this conclusion. But what the hell is wrong with us? The problem is us. I'm planning on increasing my monthly support in response to these attacks. Folks, let's get Randy. Let's get Randy some big time raucous emojis. Let's get him some big time 07s. Good sir. God bless you for coming forward with those thoughts. Indeed, what in the hell is wrong with us? How much longer are we going to tolerate the most thuggish and low IQ'd among us to determine what our direction is going to be and who will be able to participate? No more. These are two separate, completely separate entities. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell everybody right now, if you're in the white sympathetic sphere and you don't side against these, this name them garbage, that you are forever on the outside. You are forever on the outside of those who put our identity, our people, love, hope, and redemption first, who center us. You are identifying yourself as nothing more than a vassal, than a character in somebody else's story, which means you are not only valueless to us, but you are detrimental to us. So please stay the away from our community. I don't need, and nobody in this community needs your input, needs your advice, needs your whatever you want to share. You keep that nasty shit to yourselves. Because I, I don't know what it's going to end up taking to be able to build a, a people out of the white race. But I will do it over you. I am not going to submit. And more and more people like Randy are going to pay more to support what I'm just to gift me more to say, yes, dominate. More and more heroic people are stepping forward. And the good folks we have now are saying, how can I redouble? How can I triple my efforts? Appealing to the broadest sickness and getting a big audience is not a sign of success. Getting a big audience today as quickly as possible among those who are diseased is not a sign that you are on the correct route. I didn't back down to the anti-whites in junior high school. And I'm not backing down to you slandering, lying, hate-filled motherfuckers one bit. And some of you, some of you show up every now and again at conferences that I'm at. Maybe you better find something else to do. Let me see what you all are saying. I also want to tell you all, I don't make any money off you supporting entropy. Entropy 
is having a hard time, they say. They want to be able to continue to have the platform a full-time effort instead of becoming part-time for them while they work someplace else. I don't know. Maybe the platform is up and running and they don't need to be doing regular maintenance or changes and it's kind of on autopilot already. And they, they could have another job someplace else and do entropy part-time. I don't know. But they are asking for monthly donations and you can do it for as low as $1 a month. You can support them for as low as $1 a month. You'll see when you open up Entropy, they'll offer a, you decide the value option, a $5 and you know probably like a $50 and who knows what else. Again, I'm not saying, I don't know if Entropy is basically on autopilot and they could let it run, do it part-time and have a job, or if it needs full-time attention or just the development, making it better and better needs full-time attention. I don't, I'm not saying, I'm not saying. I just saw this. So investigate. You could reach out to them. They always respond. Reach out to them with questions. Where are you all at? Are you, will the platform shut down? What are your concerns? And then you can decide for as low as $1 a month. And if, if a bunch of people gave them $1 a month, you would never miss it. And uh, they would be they would float with that. So let me check what you all are saying first on entropy and. Goddamn, I'm you know, I'm trying to have I'm singing Christmas carols for you. I'm trying to have a good Christmas and a good Yule. Happy Christmas or Merry Christmas. Good Yule to everybody. And I don't know what holiday to the atheists out there. I don't know. I'm saying Merry Christmas anyhow, because that pisses off the anti-whites the most. They're like, Yule, what is that? They're like, Christmas, ugh, you know? It's like a vampire with a, with a crucifix. But I'm trying to have a good Christmas. You know, and I, and I'm, I feel like the God, you remember the Godfather movie? When, was it Godfather 1? Or was it Godfather 2? where what is his name michael corleone and he's like i keep trying to leave and they keep pulling me back in you know it's like they force me out off of pwr and then i'm i'm like before i was talking with you all i, I wasn't going around to these people's platforms i wasn't going to their shows and saying hey you're you guys are a bunch of assholes or whatever they're coming after us because this is what they do this is what i told you forever and then people have the gall to still come to me and say, oh, you, you shouldn't have antagonized him. Fuck all that. I'm not being led around by a bunch of fucking retard level IQ'd motherfuckers. Absolutely not. Doing my thing. I'm on my Twitter. Here, Kate retweets something. Quote tweets it. And they pour in. Go away. Go away. Don't you have... Don't you have like some you know, like equivalent of the anti-white heroin den? Don't you have that for you all? Just go someplace where you can play, you know, Jaywalker Dungeons and Dragons and go LARP some more. Just go do that. You're not you're not doing anything by vexing good normal people with that nonsense that has never done anything for white people good. Lots bad. Lots bad for white people, but never anything good. Just go away. 
So you have one of these people right now on on uh, Odyssey. How about you yourself to hell? You little impish turd. How about you do that? How about you do it? You know what's going to happen, as I've done with hundreds of your accounts? You're going to get deleted. You're going to get blocked. There you go. You're now permanently blocked. So yourself to hell. I am a genuine leader of our people. I am a genuine thinker for our people. I'm the real deal. You are just an orbiting turd in some other race's story. You understand that? You even call yourself by the names they give you, turd. That's all you are. That's all you and your kind are. And you keep running off good people. I bet you your IQ is 85. Kate's IQ is twice that, you piece of shit. Do you realize that? Her IQ is twice yours. And you probably look like some sort of misfit from a long line of inbred, inbred imbeciles come crawling out of the wood, knuckles dragging on the ground. You and everyone who stands with you. Just go back to your inbred circles and continue to be the turd in somebody else's story. I'm the real deal. You go back and go ahead and keep worshiping your black nationalists. That's how much these white nationalists, they call themselves. Now, I know there are good white people out there who think, and for them, white nationalists means something very different. Those who don't have yades, those who are not, that's something very different. It's, it's funny, though, that there are so many out there who also call themselves white nationalists or say that they're pro-white, and they immediately take up the worship of, of a black nationalist. Tells you what kind of people they actually are. They can really tell what a good leader looks like, like this one that just got blocked. Permanent block. They can really tell what a good leader looks like because they immediately choose a black nationalist who's anti-white. It's people like that that run off people like Kate. You know how many guys, quality, I've talked to guys with positions of power, high IQ, clean cut, got it together. They have the contacts who want to participate, but they haven't been able to because of scum like that. I'm, I'm tired. And I don't care who doesn't like that. I don't care who said, Oh, that hurts your feelings. Should then. Dude, bro moment. Folks, get out your raucous emojis. I'm going to dedicate dude, bro moment to this piece of shit, this turd orbiting the jaywalkers. I'm going to dedicate his financial gift of 50 US dollars in your name. 50 U.S. dollars, he writes, for white well-being. That's dude bro moment. That's a champ. That's a real hero of the West stepping up. God bless dude bro moment. He's been a dude bro moment been a, has been a champ since day one. He hit the ground, feet churning, RPMs through the roof. Already. God bless you, dude. 
bro moment, 50 bucks. All right. We're going to see the live chat in just a moment. I know I got a, some messages in here. We have the great tall Kevin coming in as well. Another Herculean champion. Man standing up for Western civilization. $25 financial gift. We love you, tall Kevin. Realize one major benefit of the go-free method. It puts the focus on us only because we are the group who needs serious help. Going free is like going into the gym yourself and working out for your own health and then admiring the results you see. The other way is you sitting in your car and denigrating all who go to the gym. Beautifully written, Tall Kevin. The Go Free Method is getting you in the gym yourself, getting into great shape, and then admiring the success of that work. The other, this other alternative, and it's not even, there are two different, there are two different goals with both. I mean, let's make sure that that's clear. Is as Tall Kevin says, sitting in, the, in your car and disparaging everybody going into the gym. That's what they do. They show up and they want to disparage, they want to attack me and us because we go into the gym and we get into shape and we change the lives of white people for the better god bless you champ we also have matt here financially gifting ten dollars matt says matt walsh used the word anti-white around five times during a minute the other night calling out the Republican Party for not using the word. Holy sh are you serious? Who are the folks? May are is there anybody right now that is with us that will identify themselves as being uh one or part of a group that have been reaching out to Matt Walsh and his chats? And for those who I who are not who don't want to have an, a, a, a name known, a nom de guerre known. Let's get some 07s. Let's get some 07s and some raucous emojis. God bless. God bless. Matt, are you one of them that has been targeting Matt Walsh? Used anti-white five times during a minute. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. God bless you. It is, Lunder says it's epic. Absolutely epic. Thank you so much. Let me take, I know I got some on entropy. Let me see what I have here. All right, apparently... Uh, Tamara, and if you could tag me, Tamara is asking how having an honest, she said, an honest conversation about jaywalkers is demonizing them. Let me ask you, Tamara, are you saying negative things? about another group of humanity, an entire group of humanity. Because if you're saying negative things about an entire group of humanity, you are demonizing them. I, I said 
as I've been talking about this, even if there was a group out there that were born fully adult and actualizing anti-whiteism in their every act, by focusing on them, you center them and you, in, in your story, that means you become an orbiter in theirs, in their story, and therefore something they can define, something they can describe. And since this particular community heavily influences entertainment, that means they, they distribute that information everywhere through entertainment. So the moment you focus another group, focus on another group, you are an orbiter in their story. That means you're not a hero in ours. You may be making the error of what I was trying to talk about earlier, which is being premature. If you controlled the country, if it was all in your hands and you could decide whatever, you had the power to pull whatever lever you wanted, then a conversation from researchers who could bring the data to you, not, not this garbage that you find, all, of the, all kinds of crazy claims all over the internet, but like legitimate researchers, like I've talked about before, could come to you and say, here is a particular group of maybe conspirators or maybe what have you. And then you could say, ah, oh, it's time for, to have this conversation because I can act on it. What can you do now with any information that you gain? What can you do now other than be a villain in their story? Nothing. All you can do is be a villain in their story. Talking about another race of man or another people of mankind, it, talking about their warts, negative things makes you a villain to them. And in the anti-white narrative, in the anti-white narrative, that means that all of our brothers and sisters that we need to bring over to white well-being, that means that all of them will see you as the antag, the antagonistic in the anti-white narrative. And specifically, when the antagonist is, is white, which is in almost all of these cases, they're going to see... And when you are articulating things that perfectly mirror the antagonist in fiction, they're going to attribute to you everything else associated, which is wanting to kill off all of that group of people, wanting to kill off all groups of non-white people. That's what they're going to see in you. So tell me, you want to ask again how it could be harmful for us to focus negatively on another group of man? You don't have the power to do anything about it. The only power you have is to be a villain in their story and to be seen by our brothers and sisters as a wretched human being. That's the only power you have. Have I answered your question? So thank you. I hope that, I hope that puts that to rest. I hope it puts it to bed. There shouldn't be... Any other questions there about how an honest conversation? I mean, this, I, I know you picked that up from, from somewhere else. I mean, let's be honest. 
is the conversation about honesty or is it also uh have some truth in it and and fiction who knows how much fiction and a lot of accusations that apply to people you never met acts that you never witnessed and uh, applies to everyone whether they are actually engaging in the acts or perfectly innocent. I mean, let's be serious. Is it an honest conversation or is it a bullshit conversation demonizing another group of people? Which, I mean, let's be serious. I've, I've been confronted with these conversations for three decades. I'm sick of them. It was, it was three decades ago when I had people come to me and start talking about an event in history. And they said, well, look at all this evidence. And, and, this and that and the other thing, and it's not quite what they say in uh, in in school or on television or whatever. It's 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 different than that. And I and you know what I said? Okay, if it's different than that, what do we do now? They said, well, you know, it's 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 weaponized. Okay, so it's weaponized. What do we do now? Uh, uh we just keep telling people that forever until there aren't any of us left well no dumbass that's not what we're going to do that's not what i'm going to do can you imagine i want you to think about this there are people who three decades ago around the same age that i am learned that same thing and they're still talking about that shit today they're still saying the same thing three decades later of their life. <sighs> Merchandising. Imagine that you work at a store and you got a partner at the store and the guy's like, this is how we merchandise. It's how it's always been done. Well, it doesn't work. Three decades later, we know we're going out of business, but we merchandise this way. It's the way it's always been done. <sighs> honest question, uh, honest question, honest, honest conversation. And, and Tamara picked it right up. She says, thank you for answering my question, Jason. She got it. How many guys, uh, this guy over here on Odyssey, he couldn't get it. He had nothing but a bunch of foul shit to say because he's a foul human being. He was spat out by a foul prostitute. I promise you that. The foul shit that he wrote over there, y'all didn't see. The kind of nasty shit they say to me, I'll spit it right back at him. All right, over here on, and I'll take a look at the live chat. I mean, over, y'all take a look at the live chat, but take a look at Cash App. Wow. Get it out for slots, the champion. I'm going to try to be, I got to try to be, it's Christmas and Yule. I want to try to be happy. I'm looking, you know, last night they came after, uh, they were coming after our people. I get up here today complaining about how they run off all the good people. And then we got another one come over here with the nastiest shit you ever read. But over here, we got a champ, slots. Financially gifting, 40 Five, no effing around dollars anymore. 45 financial gift. God bless you, champ. He says a refund for Westinock kept $20 extra in his name 
yesterday a refund for refund refund Westinock kept $20 extra in his name. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Keep $20 extra in his name. Now, who was that? Tell me who that was. Who? Tell me, make sure you get to me who that was. So I can do that, brother. God bless you, Slots. Great champion. Epic human being. Here we have another reliable, like the seasons. I love Jesus Christ. Financially gifting 10 blessed dollars. As always, she writes, for white well-being. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being so reliable. I love Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. First last is in the house. Swashbuckling, swashbuckling. Some 07s. And some raucous emojis for first last. Financially gifting $100. 100 US dollars. God bless you, brother. He says, you are the new wisdom for our old problem. Wow, that's that's a very cool thing that he wrote there. You are the new wisdom for our old problem. Thank you so much, champ. Let's hear it for first last. God bless you, man. We love first last. We have some more 07s. I, I love it. Champions are, are step. We're, we are going to be that force. We're it. So we got to be it. We got to make it happen because we're it. You know, white people are going to be looking. And everywhere else they go, it's, it's going to be this filth. This is the wholesome place that they have to land. We have to grow, we have to be where they where they come. Dr. I, financially gifting, 30 white blessing dollars. 30 white blessing dollars, Dr. I, Merry Christmas, he writes, and thanks for representing and salutes, 07. 07 to you, brother. Thank you so much. Art Acrobats coming in twice. One for $15 and one for five, hitting the $20 mark. Keep those raucous emojis going, ladies and gentlemen. And God bless you for doing so. Everybody that participates in that, celebrate these champs. $20 total from Art Acrobats. And these are his messages. God bless you, good sir. He says, love for all white people. Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas to you, my dear brother. He also writes, white privilege is an anti-white lie. It absolutely is. Thank you for that. Thank you for writing that. 
epic champion, uh, Art Acrobats. Let me see what you all are saying in the live chat. We got to keep rolling. I got to quickly take a look at the glossary as we're coming up to 8 o'clock. Time has flown. Time has flown on this gathering. When you're sick and pissed off, time flies, I must say. Disgusting what these people write. You know, they're still talking about me. Oh, every show over there in the PWR chat, every show, they're still talking about me. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Force me out. And they can't stop talking about me. Oh, and by the way, uh, having folks from that community reaching out to me and the ones who, who I can share their screen names, I will, reaching out and apologizing and saying they got caught up in the nonsense and they, they actually think the world of me and they know I'm doing good work. And yeah, I know. I know that's how these, that's how these folks act. That's what they do. So God bless all those folks coming back and apologizing. Others out there still. Don't fear these people, man. Just block them. Don't fear these people. Just block them. Just write them off. If you saw them in person, you wouldn't think two seconds. White erased history. From the glossary, white erased history. What is that? It's rewritten history to conform to the anti-white narrative and facilitate white erasure. So white erased history is a really important concept to use, especially in school, because you can say to professors, teachers, you can speak to them directly. Tell this to your nieces, nephews, anybody in school, children, white erased history. That's what we're given these days. White erased history. This is the history. This is what happened here. No, it's white erased history. They're making everything conform to the anti-white narrative and anti-white morality to achieve white erasure. You, you don't want to get into a debate with an anti-white, trust me, you don't want to get into a debate with an anti-white who's going to be able to say, especially you're in school, and be able to say, oh, look at what the official, our official textbook says. You're wrong because our official textbook says this. You don't want to be caught flat-footed there. You want to be able to say that's white erased history. Well, what's that? Let me tell you. Think of the other method. Oh, the uh, jaywalkers are behind that. Uh, yeah, they uh, they got a big conspiracy, writing all the history books. And uh, they now what do they think of you? Have you influenced anything? Good people are not going to listen to you saying that. And once again, what are you doing? You're centering another group with negativity rather than saying, white erased history. It's victimizing me and my people. Now I'm centered. Now I'm moral. The MP, have you ever heard, ever heard this? Why should the white race exist? I've seen white people, by the way, white advocates of various stripes be confronted with various iterations of why should the white race exist? And because they're stuck on naming them 
They'd never have an answer for why we should even exist. Could you imagine that? So it says here, the MC that we suggest, one of the easiest ways to be successful with this is, why should a non-white race exist? Only a genocidal anti-white would ask that question or would, if it was uh, a statement, would, would make that statement or would submit that for consideration. It's one of the things that comes up often in like these debating clubs. Anti-whites love to throw that out there. And you can watch in these videos of conservatives and patriots and white advocates, watch them fumble with their words, watch them talk for 20 minutes and say nothing while the anti-white laughs up their sleeves with how easily it is to undermine your arguments as the villain in the anti-white narrative with a, why should you even exist? Or you don't exist. Only an anti-white would say that. Only a genocidal anti-white would say that. Please use that and get back to us and, and let, it, let us know how it works for you. We want to hear those stories. All right, scrolling to the top, and I'm going to scroll down. We're going to keep this rolling. And the pages are stuck together. I might just, who knows, maybe I'll just fall over from sickness. Could happen. All right. And we'll get to the announcements in one minute because I want to get to calls and some of your comments. Try to come back during the week and we'll do more comments. And uh, looks like we have a uh, donation and she might be getting ready, a financial gift rather, might be getting ready to go to bed. So I want to make sure I get to that right away. And that's from our, our dear lady, Heidi. Good to see you, sister. And she financially gifts 10 US dollars. God bless you, Heidi. She says, it's not what I used to be able to give, but I'm with you. Uh, and for Carlisle, hang in there. People are vicious, but we have the best people, truly. We do. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate that. Yeah, we have we have the absolute best. And let's absolutely, you know, let's let's deal with the, these folks, these these wretched folks at the very bottom. Let's just stiff arm them. Like I used to do in football. I'd run down the field. And if the opportunity presented itself as I was carrying American football, as I was carrying the football, uh, let's say I was I was sweeping out this direction, heading that way, and the defender come in to tackle me, I would let him get kind of close, and then I would lean really quickly, and I would hit him so hard in the face mask, he would come off his feet. Let's just Let's just metaphorically do that to these people every time they show up. And when new people show up, patriots imagine folks american patriots canadian new, new folks and they're like oh what are you doing here what's this this sounds interesting oh it's love and and as if you see them getting hit up by the swine jump in and defend them tell them hey just block those people those people are they're unhealthy they're just the villains in somebody else's story don't listen to them just block them when they show up because if you don't do that they'll run them off too Thank you so much, Heidi. Really appreciate it. 
All right. Looking for those who have tagged me. Time Traveler says, I now get physically sick when I hear people praising yay. I really do not want to be associated in any way with these damned idiots. Brother, that is such a beautiful way to put that. I don't want to be associated with these damned idiots. Yeah, and, and just like I predicted, exactly as I predicted, them coming in saying, here are all the reasons why they should be, uh, why all this group of people should be victimized, and then we're not causing them to be harmed. We're not responsible for that, that guy getting uh, his head bashed in, tooth knocked out, and broken wrist. We didn't do that. Look at what your look at your life. They're awful and demons. We didn't do that. They shouldn't censor us. They're awful and demons. We didn't do that. They shouldn't censor us. We're, that's that's all you do. It's pathetic. Dissident agnostic says uh, Cash App or or Entropy better for you. Well, I mean Cash App is uh, no charge. Entropy is 15%, but those people deserve the 15%. So if you're using like the question widget or you're watching the majority of the stream, the gathering there, so, or you can mix it up. Uh, Oldner says, I thought you didn't do conferences. Oh, back in the day, man, I've done more conferences and meetings than 99%. I, I, no, maybe what you're thinking is I haven't been allowed, like, especially at the bigger conferences, the bigger organization leaders, content creators, uh, they wouldn't let me speak. They didn't want to lose their cash cow sitting in the, in the audience, I, I guess. That's what it comes down to now. I was naively, I, I've been kind of coming to grips with the percentage of actual, I guess, advocates for our people being smaller much smaller in the white sympathetic sphere than I thought. First last is Merry Christmas, Jason. A big Merry Christmas to you, brother. Rory says, any thoughts on the white Argentinian team defeating the mostly black French team today in the World Cup final? The media coverage tomorrow might be interesting. I saw that they won. I, of course, didn't watch but I am interested in the media coverage because if the Argentinian team actually is mostly white or, or all white people, uh, then my guess is that it's going to disappear. There'll be excuses for why France lost. For Noel... Helping out to tag me. Thank you for that. And uh, Kate as well. <laughs> she said, Heidi said, she's picturing, she thought we were family friendly, picturing a child calling another child an orbital turd. That That's the new, like that's the new slang. <laughs> You're an orbital turd.
All right. Uh, and specifically, it looks like I came across finally uh, tomorrow May's question about a conversation about disproportionate power, that jaywalkers have disproportionate power. You know what white Americans think about that? White Canadians, white Brits, white Germans, you know what they think? So what? If they work their way up and they got powerful and they work together and they better each other, you know, certain, not all of them, obviously, because they're all not mega powerful, but our brothers and sisters don't care one iota. They do not care one iota that jaywalkers, the ears at the door, have what is described by folks on the internet and folks in monthly newspapers as disproportionate power for the size of their community. They simply don't care. And people only think that they do because they don't get out and they talk to regular folks. Regular white folks are like, so? Regular white folks, you know, they they hear the jokes made about jaywalkers having a lot of influence in Hollywood and they're, and they're like, so? That's their line of work. And, and more importantly, the average white person, when they say so, it is to various degrees, a combination of things. So what if they've worked and they've achieved these particular individuals and achieved great wealth, fame, power, whatever. And on the other hand, they say, well, what could you possibly want to do about it? Why would you complain about that? And then how does the namer get out of that scenario? They know you're dishonest if you say, well, I, no, I just want to talk about the fact that they have just, or you want to celebrate it? Well, not really, because it, well, then what would you like to have happen? Would you like for people who have honestly built up empires or whatever to be deprived of that by the government? Is that what you're suggesting? And then you are immediately invoking in their minds the Holocaust, which I'm sure is the last thing that you should, which I know is the last thing that you want to bring up in the minds of our brothers and sisters. No, none of these namer types can ever answer any of these questions. That's why they, they've gotten to the point where they're like, well, you know what uh, go free actually means? He's, he's actually talking about getting off carbs. And uh, that's not really relevant to, uh, to uh, a sociopolitical effort. Uh, just just check out this graph here. Most people think that getting off curbs, carbs doesn't change our sociopolitical environment. I've got lots of graphs. I mean, seriously. That's where they've had to go because they can't defeat the truth. They can't defeat my arguments. Archangel says, orbital turd, isn't that just... An anti-Klingon slur. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know, man. We had the same problem back in the day with morons worshiping Malcolm X. I, I remember that, brother. I remember that. They were, and there were all these like totally cringy efforts of neo-Nazi groups to have meetings and like powwows with the United Black Slaves and Nation of Islam and all of this kind of stuff. And I thought, boy, 
just go get in your, you know, Toyota Tercel and just please go home. Don't talk anymore. You're just making it hard on the rest of us. Lunder is here. Lunder says, I hopped on 4chan a couple of days ago and one bloke called you a lizard person. Then said, folks like us are stupid for following you. No joke. Yeah, what a surprise. What a surprise. You should have just responded by saying, how many colors of Play-Doh are you allowed to play with? Alex Simpson. All right. Are these all the same comments over and over? Double zero, double two is here. I've come to the conclusion that the vast majority of the white sympathetic sphere are overall a great boon to the anti-whites. They are. That's the sad truth. They can and do point to these folks, to our brothers and sisters, as evidence of the great evil and danger coming from the white race in the West. 100% correct, Alex. This is what I've been trying to talk them out of for decades and convince them of and keep them living their lives in the anti-white narrative, precisely. Alex has got it, folks. Alex has got it. There's nothing good coming from the white sympathetic sphere. Nothing. You're right, man. I mean, this is the sad thing that I'm coming to terms with. Is just how large the percentage of people in the white sympathetic sphere that are not only playing the villain, but have become the villain. And so they are 100% useful to radical anti-whites, especially those that they want to name that are anti-white, radically useful to them. They do because they do no good for white people, but they are almost 100% successful at driving off every quality white person. I mean, think about that. How do we seriously have this conversation? How do we seriously have a conversation about whether or not it's a good idea to drive off almost 100% of good, quality, productive, law-abiding, moral, talented, intelligent, wealthy white people. How is that even a conversation? That's why they come here. Because everywhere else, you, you're driven off from. Anything outside of the sphere is just orbiting, hating on other groups, and documenting the decline in misery. Documenting the decline in misery. Very well said while laughing and joking about it, so disgusted with the so-called white sympathetic sphere. Very well written. Me too. I am, I am absolutely disgusted with them. Okay, yeah, okay, it's the same. Thank you. Alex Simpson, hitting it out of the park. Dead on, brother. Well written. Uh, where did that go? South Central American. Did you name? Oh boy, is this going to be a. You know, I've already easily handled this a month ago now, more, five weeks ago now, and several times, if that's the direction you're going. There's a big difference. Before I even read your comment, just to make sure, because I get an idea, I might be going this way. We'll see, though. Maybe I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. 
There's a big difference between identifying for the purpose of an explanation, like who's coming to the border, versus centering another race of man and orbiting that race with invective, with denunciation, with claims of demonism, with whatever it is, to achieve an, an unhappy outcome for them, what they would consider an unhappy outcome. Are you not able? We'll see what you wrote, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you weren't going that direction. Maybe you weren't. This is the thing. It's like when you're in our story, you're looking outward. Okay. When you're in our story, you're looking outward. This is us. You love us. You're looking outward. We are defining what this is. We are moral. We are the heroes. And we say, those out there around us, we identify the ones that victimize us as anti white. And we allow them to decide who's going to be anti white. Why is that? Because that's the only moral thing to do. We're moral. So by their deeds, by their ideas, if they're anti-white, we say, you are in that category. You are a victimizer. Other people out there, they can be members of all different races and backgrounds, just like the anti-whites. They could be gray matter. They could be moving through their life, living their lives. No harm to us. Don't need to categorize them. We have a country and we see people coming across a border and we say, well, we're going to talk about the people coming across this border because even though it's something that's happening, even though the majority of them are going to be good people, there are going to be harmful actors as well. But that is not the problem. The problem is that they have a different instinct, a different biosphere. When they get into our environments, even though they might be all good folk, when they project that biosphere onto our environments, it changes our environment, becomes uncomfortable for us. And we know from history that multiracial environments become these cultural cold war and uh, landscapes, hellscapes. And that eventually leads to balkanization and violence, etc. So we can look out at the world and see that. That's very different from looking at this group here and then orbiting around that group and saying, look at them, they're evil. Look what they've always done. Look what they're doing now. Look at the names of that group. Look at they have power. Look at this, totally different. Are you not able? And not you, the questioner, because maybe you're not asking this question. But I just wanted to go off on this little exploration because I'm baffled by the inability of some to see the difference. Maybe it's an IQ thing. Do you, folks, do you think it's an IQ thing? If you think maybe it's an IQ issue, type IQ into the live chat. And people just aren't able to understand the difference between being in your story, looking out at threats, and orbiting someone else in their story, and everything is about them. To the point where you even call yourself the name that they give their villains. Is it an IQ thing or is it a morality? So maybe put IQ or morality, maybe just M for morality. IQ if it's intelligence, M for morality, IQ M if it's both. 
because we get these questions and they 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 seem so disingenuous. Uh, but maybe they're not. Maybe the people are just too dumb to understand. But let's see what this person is actually asking. South Central American. Did you name Central South American invaders based on their birth? No. Did I name them? You answer the question. Did I did I demonize a group based on their birth? Or did I say that there were good people and that there were bad people crossing the border? Did I say Central South Americans, uh, people from the Middle East, people from Africa? Did I say that? Is that the same as naming the jaywalker? Do you think so? Do you think so? And did you qualify disgust with sewage swimmers only if they were anti-white? Will it be harmful to call them invaders? Did you qualify disgust? No, it's disgusting. What do you mean? It's disgusting. I'm not, I'm not saying it's less or more disgusting to crawl through sewage to illegally enter the country. And I have no idea what is on the minds of these people. I'm saying it's disgusting to crawl through sewage to illegally enter the country. Will it be harmful to call them invaders? It's actually like channel ending to call human beings in this scenario invaders. The anti-whites punish, they victimize for referring to these people in, as invaders. I'm asking you, would you call this what's happening an invasion? And certainly there are people who would call it because the definition of invasion is pliant. You merely need to uh, speculate about would the same uh, population movement into a, into a country uh, anywhere else, would that be considered an invasion? So it comes down to whether or not it is a, whether or not, uh, what definition I should say is applied to invasion. Very strict, it's with flags and tanks and things like this, then no. So I know, so I gotta, gotta ask, gotta ask, do you understand the difference now between orbiting jaywalkers and being the champion in our story? Sam says, my jaywalker boss just gave me a Christmas bonus at a Christmas party he hosted at his house last night. Edamon3 over here says, I've been to El Paso. I tried to ask the lady working at a restaurant for food, but she didn't speak English. So I had to go ask her coworker. Yes. I've been in Florida and gone places where they refused to speak English. And maybe they couldn't. But I, I went in and it was like all eyes. It's like totally Cuban. A uh, couple of places. All eyes on me, like, what are you doing here? This is ours. And I go up, try to order, and the 
bartender, waitress speaking to me in Spanish. Like, don't you know you you speak Spanish here or nothing at all? Thank you for sharing that. It's it's wretched. So Sam's Jay Walker boss threw a Christmas party and gave him a, a bonus. At, at, at the Christmas party he threw at his house last night. So Sam, his experience, Sam's experience is going to be what our brothers and sisters are having out there in the world. And you're going to go to them and tell them how evil the jaywalkers are. You want to talk endlessly, want to name them all day long. And he just got done going to the Christmas party thrown by the jaywalker boss who gave him a bonus. South Central say jaywalkers cross the border uh, illegally, and they have a they do have a different instinct, a different bio spirit. I still not orbiting them. I'm still not going to focus on them. I'm still not going to hate on them. Just like I'm not going to do that to Hispanics or Arabs or any other group. See, that's the other thing that outs these people. Like when I when I talk about a specific anti-white Jewish person, I call them anti-white Jew. These people say, oh, no, that's not enough. That's not enough. It's all of them. No, it's not all of them. They out themselves immediately. Just like saying an anti-white white person, an anti-white black person. If specificity requires from being inside our story and looking out, if specificity requires it, then you can say it. Orbiting them is something different. And I, I hope that you have the computing power between your ears to be able to see the difference. Don't know what love agent is talking about with Franklin. But he says about criticizing what Mark Collett was talking about when he criticized you guys on Duke. Are you talking about the hot mic? Because name them people do say, not everyone. And I made this very clear. Were you there or are you slow? Which is it? Were you there or slow? Because I made very clear that there are name them people who want to harm jaywalkers. That's obvious. They have their names like a Zyklon Killer. And they say that they want to harm them. And in fact... There's a big group here in the United States who who just entertained a insane rant. They talk about me getting angry about running off all quality, 99% of quality white people. And they're like, can you believe it? One week later, whatever it was, 
there was an insane rant over there about killing every jaywalker and homosexual and watching the light go out of their eyes. And you all didn't say shit about that. There was no laughing. Nobody said, oh, I'm kidding. Or no, there, there was no like drollery. They said repeatedly that he's serious and it was grave. That tells you what kind of people you're dealing with. So are you, are you trying to tell me again? Let me hear that again about how it's, it's just not real that you want to harm anybody. Is that it? All right. I didn't think so. All right, Sloss came back in with a one more buck to tell me refund for Western Inoculator for the unemployed gifts. All right, man. You're a champ. You're a real champ. And then for one more dollar, he says, keep all extra as gifted in his name, not mine. Sloss is a, he's, he's aces, isn't he? Man, that's awesome, Sloss. That is really awesome. And here you have Tamara, a $15 financial gift. And she says, thanks again for answering her question. That's fabulous. That's being an adult. How many guys out there are able to be an adult like this lady was? She asked a question. I answered it. It ran contrary to the direction of the question. She thanked me for the response. It made sense to her. And she even financially gifted to thank me for it. How many guys out there have enough integrity for that? I've answered like, for example, this uh, American, America guy, are you gonna have the integrity? I answered your question. You know you don't have a comeback for that. Are you gonna say, thank you for answering? You're absolutely right. I see that for what it is. $15, God bless you. And how about, how about this one that was going back in Love Agent with Franklin? Was that about the violence? Thank you for celebrating tomorrow. How about the love agent? I just told you, and you know it's true. Zyklon killer and all of this kind of garbage. And then the guy with his rant over there at that big group in the Northeast. Now you're ready to say you got it wrong? Mestizo is here in the question widget. He says, cult nats don't care about the white race. Many of them are refusing to pair up with white women. There's endless threads on message boards about their lust for Hispanic and Asian women. I have seen this as well. Mestizo Carfus is absolutely right. I have seen these so-called these so white nationalists, white, white power people uh, who are they're not interested in white females. It's endless lust for women of other races. So true. He says, uh, the less said about the ones who dress up as animals, the better. If you see one of them carrying a pony jar, run away. I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, brother. That sounds like it might be scary. That sounds like it might be. All right, where are we? Man, 
having fun tonight. Time's flying. Let's get to these announcements. All right, this is something I want to I want to put out to everybody, all the regulars and the mods. If someone shows up and in the live stream, they they ask about inviting me on a show or they ask about a GFC. If you see it, don't expect that somebody else will act on it, please. Because we had two one occurrence of each last week. Somebody came in talking about me being invited on some show. And we don't know if that was a real invite or if the person would uh, was just saying, hey, I think it would be a good idea. It was kind of worded in a way that sounded like the person could be inviting me and or could also be, hey, it would just be great if you two had a talk. So if somebody if somebody comes in and they say, hey, it'd be in verbiage, one sounds like it could possibly be an invite. Just ask, is this like a legitimate invite? And thank you. Uh, and then the other is asking about a GFC. If you see somebody ask about a GFC, don't expect that somebody else will uh, see it and then speak to it. Tag the person and say, hey, uh, at minimum, down in the description, Mr. V's email address. But you could get more specific. You help them out a little bit if you see that. I would deeply appreciate it. They will deeply appreciate it. We've got to grow because we are all there is. We are it. We are it. I want to give a big thank you to Kate for helping me with this, uh, this gathering, this going free gathering today. She got went out, got music, got uh, memes for me. I got to share some of those. And um, so a big thank you to Kate for that. And uh, on the action item type of thing is when you see me tweet or gab, or if you're on Facebook and you see me post or mines, wherever you are, and you see me post, repost me. If you're on Twitter, for example, you know, amp me. Give it a like, give it a repost, and quote repost. You could just say right on, or I agree, or something like that. We have to hope that any of the restrictions on my account have been removed. And so since we're not speaking to people's illness, so we're not going to be able to just say to people, hey, uh, we're going to doom document, and then have a bunch of people pour in to the account because of that, or hey, we're going to doom dissect, have a bunch of people pouring for that. We're going to doom divine, have a bunch of people pouring for that. It's going to be uh, a more of like a hands on climbing our way through to get folks to come over, participate, find out what we're doing, begin using the uh, key concepts and the like. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thaumatological mailbag. Uh, we had the great Randy. I read that already. We also got a box from the great Elaine Sabatino. And I want to share with you, this box is all of these uh, things that she has made. They're absolutely stunning. I'm going to see how they come up on the screen here. Let's see that. These are stickers that she's made. They're beautiful. Nowhitegilt.org. That is stunning. 
Axis Mundi is the first on the calls. And we have this one here. Beautiful. These are all handmade by her. They're beautiful. They go up and think about how that is going to land on people as opposed to like what you're used to seeing, what you're accustomed to seeing in the white sympathetic sphere. You know, something like <laughs> some like profile of some blonde haired guy looking up at the sky and like bombers flying in the background <laughs> or whatever, strange wheels in the sky and all kinds of stuff like that. Take a look at that. How about that? How many of us looked about like that or had a brother or son or cousin who looked just about like that? Right? Just about all of us. Beautifully done. Whole box of this stuff. When you all when you all purchase things from the No Idea Collectibles, I toss something in always. So you got a little surprise coming from the great Elaine Sabatino uh, when you get something from No Why Guilt collectibles.com it's beautiful yeah there's stickers you put them right up i do right up you know folks will see them uh, and you know there's not going to be like any some weird like investigation like if you put up some of the stuff these these groups in the white sympathetic sphere put up nowadays they might come desk for prints you put something like that up there's not going to be some sort of a weird Invest, you know, unless you work for like Google. I mean, obviously, there's going to be an exception to that rule. Uh, thank you for that very much, Brent. The great Brent Danger, School of the West dot world. Check it out. Support that guy, what he's doing. True champion. First last says, recover your health, brother. I'm working on it. I'm getting there. This the rage for these people who keep the who keep our efforts in these like squalid little back, filthy little bayou waters. Uh, it just, and then you see what this scum wrote when I'm talking about making all these great arguments, not landing on him at all. He's just like the foulest garbage he could write over there on Odyssey for me. Just that's what's going through the, those kind of people's heads. But you shouldn't, you shouldn't like, you shouldn't anger them. You shouldn't have you. Could you imagine an environment where everybody is like walking on tiptoes around a, a dumbass thug? That's not how Western civilization works. That is not how it works. Looks like Matt came in with another $3. Thank you, good brother. He says with these three bucks, I don't want to take any credit as many of us are spreading our method of going free, but I have been. Uh, soloing Matt Walsh and others chat for hours every week for months. I'm soloing a chat right now, says Matt. Whoa, let's make sure we get Matt some 07s. That's some heroic shit, my friend. Let's get him some swashbuckling flags because that's the hardest, of course, swashbuckling. Matt Walsh uh, gets to be on Tucker. You know, Matt Walsh, he's going to end up on those places saying the concepts that liberate us. And it is going to be to some degree because of our Matt. Imagine that. Imagine that. 
that's changing the world. That's actually changing the world. Champ. Western Inoculator is back. $3 says to walk it back. Our people do need to learn that the jaywalkers and, and Westmen are different people with different cultures. Without question. I don't know what you mean. I didn't get the opposite of that earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they are their own people. And it's identifiable uh, genetically, but certainly ethnically. And uh, there's no question about it that they are their own people, that we are not them and they are not us. It's definitely different biospheres. And uh, no biospheres are better than any other. No instincts are better than any other. We can have preferences as individuals. Certainly, I preference my people's biospheres. Uh, but there isn't like a cosmic measuring stick. So 100%. Thank you for that, good brother. And let me see. You're going to take calls. I do want to read just maybe a couple of comments. Let's see. Here they are. All right. This is from you all. Comments from you all. Yeah, can you imagine, like Matt Walsh, he's going to be up there with Tucker and going back and forth, and Matt Walsh is going to be like, anti-white, this, anti-white, that. Maybe he ends up saying, like, anti-whiteism is so strong in the country, and that's why this is what power that is. What absolute power. All right. So Johnny Johnson, that's a cool name, says, how do I know we're walking the right direction? Because we're walking with love and truth. Also, quote, love for our people, not hatred for others, close quote. How easy a concept, but so many too dumb to fathom. Brilliantly written, Johnny we have next here, Rebel Slave. And if you agree with any of these folks, make sure you jump in and say, here, here, attaboy, or, you know, we can be like, you know, the Southern Baptist churches. You know, when we hear something that we like makes sense to us, you know, we're like, we don't shout. We're like, yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, we, we talk. You can, you can speak. You can, you can make some a little bit of that emotion heard, right? Rebel Slave says, Jason, you annoy me sometimes, but really hope you're all right, mate. You're a solid guy and one of the most important men to our people. Regardless of anything, you are truly missed, my good brother, especially when going through old episodes of PWR and Tutar. Hope I get to shake your hand one day, mate. Well, I appreciate that so much. Uh, Rebel Slave is uh, one of... Uh, a growing number that are reaching out to me after the divorce, after being forced out over there, and who are essentially saying in so many words what Rebel Slave had to say there, that, hey, you are right. You're, you're actually a good guy and got carried away with that idiocy over there. CL says, I'm so sorry you're being harassed. I wish you and all the people here a happy Thanksgiving. So this was 
posted a little while ago. Your way is the smartest, most moral way to teach a child, in my opinion. It's the only way. God bless you for that, CL. That's fantastic. Thank you. The smartest, most moral way to teach a child, in my opinion, it's the only way. House of Wonders has this to say. I had a dream Jason climbed up a great mountain using jagged rocks as steps. He made it to the top and then started going back down. He missed a step and plummeted 200 feet, narrowly missing rocks jutting out from the mountain, and then landed safely in snow. He then skied down the mountain, good as new. <laughs> Yes, everybody should be having dreams about me like that. Everybody should. That's so cool. Thank you, House of Wonders. Ski down the mountain. I feel like James Bond, but better, much better. Just like side to side, get to the bottom of the mountain. Like, yeah, I did that. Climb that mountain, fell 200 feet, just fine. Ruination Media, Lovely Porch Jubilation Media, Lovely Porch says, Mark took it personally because all those guys who were screaming about killing another race were his friends and close associates. Boy, this speaks exactly to what we were talking about. Jason didn't even name the individuals or their organizations. Jason is not doing the work of the ADL. Costume Nazis are. They love Hollywood's anti-white caricature of white people. They made uh, depicts the media depicts white sympathetic people as deranged demons and white nationalists love and identify with that depiction. They call it based. Good riddance to all those who would rather play the villain than serve our people. Go listen to Kanye. Porges, he is like a, he is a titan on the bottom of the planet, isn't he? He, he also adds this, as it turned out, white nationalism was not taken down by the Jays. It succumbed to full-blown H-I-Y-Yades. Oh, that's funny. So we're calling it Yades. So like HIV, he said it's white nationalism didn't wasn't defeated by the Jays. It succumbed to full-blown H-I-Y-Yades. <laughs> it did. It did. And then you watch all of them as this goes down the toilet. They're all going to be saying afterwards, no, I wasn't one of the ones. I wasn't one of the ones that made up all the lies and doxed Jason and, and threw him out and became a full-fledged and changed my avatar to me. Oh, here's a, well, you got a screen capture of my, okay, well, then maybe I was one of them. You know they're going to be saying that because they have no class. So many of them. All right, we're going to take a, a very brief break to listen to a brand new Olivia Key song. And uh, we'll be right back. And we're just going to do calls from then until the end.
All right, folks, that was, wasn't that beautiful? Olivia Key, please share it. Awesome song, Vinland says. Elaine says, thanks for sharing, Jason. Well, you are so welcome. It was a great piece. And uh, Katie went and got it. Katie's actually telling me that she's currently still on Twitter being attacked by these name them people for her post about look at what ends up happening when you do this. Now just imagine that's happening. You're, you're, you're seeing that happen to somebody you know. Now imagine, extrapolate how many other good folks are trying to come over to some sort of resistance to anti-whiteism and they're hearing the same shit. Now you know why I get so mad. Now you know why I put my foot down and I said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to have this yay character show up and we got to go through uh, another you know, two years or whatever it is it's going to be of hyped up enthusiasm for naming. Forget about it. Face just said, going free is healing my demons. Thank you for writing that, brother, and thank you for having the courage to write it and to, and to, and to walk that path. For Noel celebrating Olivia Key and that song. R.C. The Realist is with us. Played a piece from him earlier. He's celebrating that brand new piece. All right. Let's go ahead. Did I have anything else? I got to make calls. I think that was it. Okay. So... Hop on over. And for that person, by the way, who also was either love agent or whatever it was, was also um, potentially talking about the fact, you know, the claim that I made that there are name them people who want to murder jaywalkers and others. Uh, but I, I also said, and I guess I'll just say it this way. When I talked about it, I pointed out that Mark has ne Mark never said anything to me about wanting to hurt anybody or that anybody deserved to be hurt. I would never have tolerated it. Um, and I and I honestly don't think that the guy who made those comments at, over at that Northeast organization would actually murder anyone. Uh, does he want to? Yeah. I mean, it was evident on his face. It was evident in his words. We're going to call Axis Mundi. Here comes the call. Hey, yo, brother. Hey, brother. How are you doing? And what's on your mind? Doing great. How are you, brother? I'm great, man. I'm just, I'm just going to get by this cold or whatever it is that's kicking the crap out of me, but uh, otherwise, I'm great. Glad you get that. I hope you get better soon. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, loving the Yuletide season. This this is a season where we see many aspects of our people's biospirit reflected back at us in the customs, cultures, and traditions. And I think that's why anti-whites are so obsessed with attacking our traditions during this part of the season. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Um, and I just kind of on that note, like reflecting on our ancestors, right? Because I've been running this this history seminar. Um, what you said earlier in the stream about anti what what was it? Was it white erased history or anti white yeah, it's history? Yes, yeah, white erased history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, that's definitely a thing, and there are multiple aspects of it. Um, one aspect of it, of course, is erasing our people from our own history yeah. or erasing chapters of our history. Right. Another aspect of it is essentially denying us roots by claiming that we were just an uncivilized people until fairly recently. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's interesting. This is like this is uh, an anti-white trope that I believe has became really prominent, I think, around the Victorian period and then especially took off in the 20th century where even white people in England or the United States would, would claim that modernity is so much superior because it's better than, yes, all those other people out there, but also way better than our own ancestors. And so there's a kind of a lot of anti-whiteism baked into that cake. And um, we happen to, we happen to, read a portion of Tacitus that I find is a major refutation of many aspects of white erased and anti-white history, especially those that want to claim that our ancestors had no morals. Mm -hmm. And this today, this evening, I would, I would, if you, if I may, um, if I may, brother, I would like to read a small segment of what we read in the history seminar Okay, and yeah. kind of give a demonstration of the value of reading history through a white positive lens. Okay, let's do it. Oh, awesome. So this is Tacitus on the Germans. And this is the, the first part of it, chapter 18. The matrimonial bond is nevertheless strict and severe among them nor is there anything in their manners more commendable than this. Almost singly among the barbarians, pausing here, the barbarians refers to anyone who doesn't speak Latin or Greek as their native language. So it's not referring to people who are uncivilized per se, as a lot of modern people would misinterpret it. It's merely a linguistic term. Returning to the reading. So almost singly among the barbarians, they content themselves with one wife. That's the Germans, mm. content themselves with one wife. A very few of them accepted, who not through incontinence, incontinence meaning kind of lustiness or like base, like primitive desires. So not through that, but because their alliance is solicited on account of their rank, practice polygamy. In other words, you have these top chiefs and kings who might take a second wife in order to solidify an alliance. And that's really the only exception. Right. The wife does not bring a dowry to her husband, but receives one from him. The parents and relations assemble and pass their approbations on the presents. Presents not adapted to please a female taste or decorate the bride, but oxen, a caparisoned steed, a shield, spear, and sword. By virtue of these, the wife is espoused, and she in her turn makes a present of some arms to her husband. This they consider as the firmest bond of union. These, the sacred mysteries, the conjugal deities. So in other words, the, the 
the importance of loyalty to one's husband for women and loyalty to one's wife as a husband was absolutely sacred to our ancestors. That the woman may not think herself excused from exertions of fortitude or exempt from the casualties of war, she is admonished by the very ceremonial of her marriage that she comes to her husband as a partner in toils and dangers, to suffer and to dare equally with him in peace and in war. In other words, the woman shares the same fate as the man. She has to understand that if her, if her man or her tribe is destroyed, she is going to be destroyed too. Right. This is indicated by the yoked ox, oxen, the harnessed steed. So once again, you have oxen, so cows, steed, horses, right? In like our Indo-European ancestors, horses and cattle. You have biospiritual resonance there. Um, and the offered arms. Thus she is to live, thus she is to die. She receives what she is to return inviolate and honored to her children, what her daughters-in-law to receive and again transmit to her grandchildren. Now here's the key part, the next chapter. They live, therefore, fenced around with chastity, corrupted by no seductive spectacles, no convivial incitements. Men and women are alike unacquainted with clandestine correspondence. In other words, among our ancestors, as far back as the historical record goes, they valued men and women being honest with each other and they valued chastity for women until marriage. Wow, that's beautiful. Adultery is extremely rare among so numerous a people. Its punishment is instant and at the pleasure of her husband. Still more exemplary is the practice of those states in which none but virgins marry and the expectations and wishes of a wife are at once brought to a period. Thus, they take one husband as one body and one life, that no thought, no desire may extend beyond him. And he may be loved not only as their husband, but as their marriage. To limit the increase of children or to put to death any of the later progeny is accounted infamous, is in very bad. Mm. And here's the key. Good habits there have more influence than good laws elsewhere. Ah. So in other words, our people instinctively practiced monogamy and our instincts in fidelity and loyalty to each other as a people and loyalty to each other between man and wife were so deep, they were more effective than laws in other parts of the world as far as Tacitus could record. And this is the early, like reason as far back as we can in terms of history of our people. So this idea that we're only recently civilized or this idea that mm. men and women were somehow mistreating each other or that women were, quote unquote, oppressed by the, the system that our ancestors had. Like, no, women saw this as sacred, too. It yeah. was an honor to be in this kind of relationship. So long story short, brother, reading history through a white positive lens is an immensely valuable practice yeah. because it gives you what you need to completely refute just the awful lies told about our people and to ground in confidence the knowledge that our people are good and we basically always have been good. Yeah, that's 
that that's beautiful. That's the kind of thing that you're you're demonstrating there with a white positive lens that you can cull from history. And the the sound of it, the the conclusions resonate with what we know we are. When we listen to these these uh, tellings of history through these anti-white lens, the things that they tell us about ourselves never, it's always discordant. It never makes sense. It never feels where it's like, who are they talking to? That seems like another group of people. It doesn't seem like a, and that's because it's, it's lies. It's because it's a fictional people that they've created with the anti-white narrative of our history. So this is a beautiful it's, thing. Exactly. Is it the, the people they're talking about and their anti-white history, those people have never existed. They are a fabrication created by people who hate us and they're projecting these lies onto us to demoralize us. And the value of learning our history and reading it specifically through a white positive lens is that it gives us that foundation, right? Mm -hmm. It gives us that story that we need to assert our identity. Um, and this history, brother, this history, our literature, our culture, this is our birthright as a people. So it is our gift. It is our honor to receive it. It is uniquely ours. We are the only people who can honestly say this is ours. And it's on us. It's our obligation going along with that honor to keep it going. So, um, yeah, nice. the white positive lens is, I think, is essential, especially considering how prominent anti-whiteism is. Yeah. The white positive lens is essential for reading history. Magnificent. Yeah. Another way that what we teach here, the Go Free Method, uh, fits into an in an aspect of our lives that is of in, infinite importance. Who who were we throughout time? Uh, beautifully, be beautifully said. Thank you so much for this. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we let you go, brother? That's all. That's all this time, brother. Um, I'm sure I'll be calling again in the future and talking again in the future. I'll be uh, with my family for the next couple of weeks. Okay. So I'm not sure if you're going to have shows during the Yuletide season. But after that, I'll be calling again, I'm sure, in the future. Well, we'll look forward to it, man. You're you're one of our best, and we appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, brother. You're, you're, that means a lot coming from you, because <laughs> uh, because you are you are truly um, an epic an epic Promethean champion beyond words. Gosh, man, I thank you. I thank you, but Merry Christmas, Happy Yule, best to your family, and Promethean hails. Promethean hails, brother. Right, Happy bye. Yule and Pax Dior. All right, bye bye. That is, wasn't that interesting? Now, here we have, Axis Mundi is, is great, isn't he? And we're going to have Mr. V up next. I don't know whether or not I'll have any more calls because I am destroyed. <laughs> I'm like starving. I'm thirsty. Uh, probably the starving is the worst part. And just the that innervation that you have when you're sick, but you're like, that's all right. I can just go ahead and fake through it. And then like you're going and you can feel like you're like getting hollowed out. You know what I mean? But think about this for a moment. Oh, by the way, I do want to mention so that I don't forget. I, uh, per slots request, I refunded uh, Western Inoculator. And uh, so he's got all his dough back, everything that he financially gifted. And I lost his job. He got his money back. And uh, magnificent of you, Slots. We also had Janice saying that they're 
uh, is a rumble channel. I have a rumble channel and I, I don't know that any of the streams I send there ever play for anybody. Um, but if you, if you find, I mean, I, let me see my rumble channel. I guess the, my account doesn't have a photograph but my, I guess my channel does. And it's the same one I use on Twitter. So I don't know what other people <clears throat> see when, if you check that out and then what you see on your end, is there a stream playing there? Do you see that, that I have videos available? I don't know, you tell me. But Janice was saying that she thought there was another No White Guilt channel on Rumble. I did. I haven't been able to find one, but that doesn't mean that there isn't. So maybe she's found one. Masumi Rabbit is here. Great to see you. We're going to call Mr. V in just a moment. Uh, no, South uh, Central American is asking if non-white people are automatically anti-white. You you should be able to deduce that from all the times that I've said, whether they're anti-white or not anti-white, we let people decide by the way that they're going to behave. Uh, your bio spirit, what you project into your environment, might make me uncomfortable uh, or will make me uncomfortable. If I travel to your country, I'm going to feel like this is alien, even though I might uh, appreciate some specific architecture or something like this. I might think, oh, that's, that's an interesting building or an interesting uh, custom or something like this. But uh, you have to do something to injure me think something and, and uh, encourage ideas that are injurious to me. When you were, for example, uh, in a community, let's say we have a hundred white people and in a community just for round numbers, and you have a, a Central American move in, he's not going to have what we call uh, numerical courage so he's not going to begin projecting that biospirit and changing my environment. He's going to conform to my environment to the best he can. He will mute his instincts to the best of his ability. That's why we see there are peoples who are more adept at uh, suppressing their instinct, their projection than others. And uh, you, you can see that readily. So he would, he would mute that. Now, would a... Hispanic community, for example, 
become uh, deleterious for me uh, when they become or when they achieve numerical courage. Well, my environment no longer looks like my environment. Uh, Mexicans are complaining about white people moving down there and gentrifying and uh, Americanizing and making white certain neighborhoods because it doesn't look and feel like them anymore. I hope that explains it. Taking a look at the live chat and yeah, if they're in a position of numerical diffidence, then they're not projecting their biospirit into my environment and changing my environment. Masumi says, happy Christmas and happy and holidays, brother. Well, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Happy Yule to you as well. Breaking the law by illegally crossing the border is an extreme act of anti-whitism, writes Art Acrobats. First last says, Merry Christmas, everyone. All right. So we have, let's see. Full Moon Ancestry would like to call in briefly as well. So we're going to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and to uh, let us know that we're still doing a great job here. So Full Moon, sit tight. We're going to call Mr. V, and then I think you will be it for tonight, brother. So let's get that call out to Mr. V. Hello. There he is. Merry Christmas, good Yule, and how are you doing, good sir? Oh, and a, a great Yule to you, brother. I'm doing well. I know that you are hungry, and you're a hardworking man, so I will make this quick. So, uh, Lord of the Rings, we saw Lord of the Rings, and we're going to keep watching Lord of the Rings. Cool. Uh, yeah, for the upcoming movie nights. After we finish watching all uh, Lord of the Rings, then movie nights are going to go on break and we will substitute another event. So what's going to happen is we're going to take some events off for two to three week break, bring in other events so that they get a chance to um, uh, to play out. You know, stuff like uh, comedy night that we haven't done in a while. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like karaoke night. And we're going to start tabletop uh, role-playing game night. Oh, so nice. Like, yeah. Stuff like Dungeons and Dragons, Blood and Thunder by the great uh, Anders formerly known as Nate. Uh, you can check that out, by the way. If you want to get his tabletop RPG, go to itch.io and then type in Blood and Thunder if you want to be a real swashbuckling pirate. There, there you go. Awesome. Yeah, and that'll be fun because these are interactive games, you know, and they also run on a supercomputer. It's called the white man's brain. <laughs> so, yes. yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's, they're a lot of fun to play, man. You get a, a rule book, you get some papers, some dice, uh, uh, 
pen or pencil and you just have a lot of fun and you have to act out the characters and you have to interact with the world and you have to be a part of the team. Nice. So these are really awesome. Yeah. And the one that we're going to play is heavily European. Oh. It was created by someone as a homeschooling tool. So you actually learn about European culture as you play it. Very cool. That yeah, and that's cool. going to serve as really good research for us to do a, the Prometheus Rising tabletop game. Wow. So we're also taking this as a you know research. That's awesome, man. How exciting. Yeah, so it's going to be fun bringing back some more fun events because uh, skill development is going to go on pause. We went back yesterday to do the Building a Better Vocabulary uh -huh. course. We went back to that. Nice. And I would encourage people to get a vocabulary notebook because we saw some of the lectures and we also talked about getting a vocabulary notebook. So go to a dollar store and grab a like a bullet journal yeah. or grab something lined or blank paper, whatever you prefer, and get a vocabulary notebook. And what you do is you draw a couple of quadrants and one quadrant you put the definition, the other you put the morphology of the word etymology, things of this, of this nature. On another, you, use, you put examples of the word being used, right? Uh, on another quadrant, you put a picture, so you draw a picture. On another, you put the roots of that word. And what you're trying to do is draw as many associations with that word as possible so that you do not forget it and it becomes part of your lexicon. Yes. So you could do this with go-free words, like say, for example, you take Promethean. Okay, definition of Promethean. Uh, put an example, draw a little stick figure of Prometheus, right? Or maybe a little line balloon, right? You uh, you go to the uh, definition of the word, that it means uh, forethought. Um, you go into examples. You could take an example of the word Promethean being used from Prometheus Rising. And if you do that for a variety of words that you gather throughout the day or throughout the week, by the end of it, in about a year or two, you might have a vocabulary that's approximating uh, Mr. Kuhn is here. <laughs> uh, well, that's, thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, you'll definitely, that sounds like the way to do it. I mean, you got to put the hard work in and uh, it'll, it'll pay dividends for you. A, a word, uh, you know, when you're out, just have some, um, you can have one of those pocketbooks and just collect words. And then when you get home, look up the definition, look up the etymology, look up examples you know, from quotations of that word being used, write down an example, you know, write it out, use the word yourself, make a mental note for you to use the word in conversation, and then it's way more likely for it to stick, yes. right? And uh, the big thing is roots, learning Latin and Greek roots, that's Very huge. Because yeah. then you can get a sense for what the word means before you even know what the definition is, just going by the roots of it. Well, you know, actually a, a, great, uh, a great example of that is in dictionaries, uh, folks, they, uh, they're not, they're not really, well, to a degree, they're prescriptive. Uh, they would like to teach you some, but really what they do is they, they end up telling you what's happening uh, in, in society, the conversation, societal conversation. And, uh, some are more permissive than others. Uh, others try to stick with the, the language as best as possible and the rules as best as possible and others give right in to any new like usage of there's there's like uh, often people will use words that sound like another word and they'll think it's like a smarter word 
for the same thing. And often it has, there's no connection. And, uh, but a dictionary will recognize it eventually. But there's a great example of learning roots. And it's the, it's the word, and, and this problem of people making error is uh, the word octopus. When uh, people wonder, and this is going to be something you'll be able to shock your families with and your friends with. What's the plural of uh, octopus? And everybody gets it wrong because uh, they'll, they'll, they think it's anglicized. They'll add an S on the end. That sounds really dumb. It's not anglicized. They'll think it's Latin origin. And uh, they'll, add, they'll add that, that weird I sound on the end. That's not it either. It's Greek. And so the plural of octopus is actually octopodes. And that's a great example of the point Mr. V is making. That when you learn the, the, the roots of these words, where they come from, that gives you an insight on, well, what would the plural be? And how would the usage here make sense? And et cetera. So I just wanted to throw in some support for the point you're making. See, that's fascinating. You know, words are really our magic. Uh, we cast spells when we use language. So, yeah, yeah. Expanding your vocabulary is awesome. And a vocabulary notebook is an amazing way to do that. Yeah. Just 10, 15 minutes a day, right? You make that a habit, you almost run it on automatic. And then we also finished uh, tribalomics. We actually finished tribalomics today. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a great book. And uh, it laid out a very good foundation, brother. So you, you wanted to know last week what we learned. So we covered uh, self-alliance, right? How to make sure that you are um, doing what you want to do, making sure that your, your higher self and your lower self who your lower self not always being in, in tune with your higher self that these two kind of match mm -hmm. and they have plenty of overlap between them mm -hmm. uh, and it starts with that so that you can understand what you're looking for when you then go and either start a tribe or join a tribe then tribal alliance right understanding who's in and who's out of the tribe because you don't want to be imposing expectations on people if they're not in your tribe right and that's something that the author goes into is he was a martial arts teacher People would come into his dojo and he would get uh, attached to them and he didn't want them to train at other dojos. But then he realized that he was pushing them away. Right. Right. What he had to do was leave, leave them to their devices and whoever wants to be part of his tribe will stick around and they'll train with him full time. You know, so uh, I mean, it reminds me of everything that's been going on lately. And it's good for these kind of different uh, tribes, if you will, in the broader white sympathetic sphere to separate, right? It doesn't mean right. they're going to be at each other's throats. It just means that they separate, they specialize, they do their own thing. And then whatever tribes are compatible can make alliances. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that precisely. Yeah. We also covered honor. We covered cool. uh, charity. We covered, you know, when to, to know when. You're just using charity so that you feel better about yourself, maybe alleviating some of that uh, white guilt, mm -hmm. MP, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, when you give charity outside of our people, we talked about uh, leaders, how to tell good leaders from bad leaders, the different kinds of leaders, uh, talked about uh, enemies, talked about traitors among the tribe. Wow. Also talked about what kind of rituals are good to make sure that people um, remain engaged with the tribe so that you don't lose people. 
there's a natural erosion that happens. Yeah. So if people do leave, he also talks about how to make sure you have good relationships with them so that you're not just making unnecessary enemies, right? right? Because if someone becomes an ex-tribe member, they can switch to being just a, an ex-tribe ally, and that's that's good. Right. Yeah, that can still come to benefit you in the end. Yeah. So we covered uh, we covered all that stuff, and we of course also covered a, what he calls transcendent alliance, um, because as part of a, a tribe, at least in ancient times, there would be a, a relationship between a tribe and their specific um, uh, deity, right? They might have a pantheon of deities, but each tribe would uh, have an oath to a specific deity. So he talks about that and how you can use that and leverage that to your benefit. He talks about mission. He talks about what a leader is, how to make sure that you're always on mission, how to judge a leader, uh, how to judge people in, in organizations, how to know if someone's going to be active, not be active. So just all the basics, essentially, I think he did a pretty good job covering so I think now our guys have a good basis, and then we can go from there and discuss some some of the historical facts about tribe, how to structure tribe, how to drop a tribal constitution, these kind of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not really... saying anyone's going to go and buy some land tomorrow and start it, but I'm, our people need to be educated on this kind of stuff, and then they can decide whatever they want to do. You know, this is useful information even for someone running a business, mm. your family, whatever. It's uh, understanding uh, group dynamics. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get that book. It sounds like it's a worthwhile read. So I'm glad you all went through it. Yeah, it's it's not expensive, brother. And maybe, uh, maybe you, the guy, can come on your show, or you can go on on his. I mean, he's interviewed uh, that fellow from the Osatra Folk Assembly. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Is it on Amazon? Yes, it's called the Tribal Nomics. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you the full title here. It's Tribal Nomics, Laws, Leadership, and Tactics for the Tribal-Minded by Justin Garcia. He goes nice. by Master Chen because he's a martial arts teacher. All right, cool. Well, brother, it looks like we're about out of time. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't. It's all right. I, yeah, I apologize. I wanted a full moon to call in. I'll just say one final thing. On okay. the 24th, we're going to have a Yule event for folks who are away from family or family lives in a different country or just don't have anybody to spend uh, Yule time with. So on December 24th from 6 p.m. To, to midnight, we're going to have an event and we're going to talk about the history of Yule celebrations, read some fairy tales, read some Yule time uh, horror stories, uh, maybe do some rune readings because Anders uh, is uh, really good with rune readings and play some of RC's music and music from nice. the other great musicians in the sphere. Yeah. So we're just going to hang out and, and have a lot of fun. Cool, man. I'll be streaming again, too. So we'll talk more. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks to everybody working for it. Well, being Promethean Hales and take care. Promethean Hales, brother. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Boy, that is Ooh. awesome. Yeah, I'm afraid. Uh, Full Moon Ancestry. Call back. The call we're here, you know, every Sunday, five to this time, and uh, we'll absolutely have you on. I'm really excited to see this Full Moon Ancestry, folks. He's, he's a great guy. We had him on a bunch of times. He says, Merry Christmas to us. Thanks for doing a great job. And I'm, I'm actually really eager to see and to hear about you, brother, and how you're doing. It's been a while. And a big Merry Christmas to you, to your family. 
And uh, so looking forward to hearing from you. We have Dandy Westman uh, in the closing minutes and seconds here over on Entropy, a financial gift of $10. God bless you. Thank you so much, good brother. And uh, Dandy says, reporting my first small lexicon victory with an interaction on my personal social media account with a right-wing content creator, uh, uh, Pete was receptive to criticism and later corrected himself on his show using the term anti-white. Timestamp link in chat if you want to check it out. We do, brother. Uh, so that's epic. Big salute to Dandy Westman. Well done. Uh, that is fantastic of you, brother. Yeah, let us have the, the timestamp. Uh, you can put it in the live chat. You can put it on the question widget on Entropy. And uh, folks, we are it. We're the community who's focused on Western kind, who defends us against everybody. Uh, some folks might say that uh, some other group of humanity, that they're all anti-white. Well, guess what? If they are all anti-white, then they fall into the category of anti-white. Uh, are the folks that uh, we oppose and, and we're trying to put an end to the, our victimization. Nobody's overlooked uh, who is anti-white. So uh, just want to say really out of seconds here, out of time, Merry Christmas. Happy you will all be back over the course of this week with another stream. Look forward to seeing you then. I love you all. Let's go free.